Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 68, the history of the original Xbox. With me, George, is as always joined by... Uh, oh my goodness, what's, what's going on? What? Tom? What? Hello? Is, that, is, is there anyone there? Hello? Can you hear me? Tom? Hello? Who's that? Hello? Hello? Oh. Hello? Hello? Who's that? Hello? This Can is you George. Bobby, is that you? Yeah, man. What's what? going on? <laughs> What's going on at Tom's I apartment? I don't know. There's cops everywhere. I went to get milk. They asked me a bunch of questions about Paulina. I don't know what's going on, dude. All right. What were they saying about Paulina? They were asking me if I ever met her. I'm like, no. They were like, how well do you know Tom? I'm like, pretty good. He's like, oh, pretty good. I so I got nervous that I guess, you know, not that well. Because <laughs> Plausible deniability. What were yeah. you doing there? I went to get some milk. Oh, man. Tom's like, you know, come over whenever you want. Check the house. So I came over. I had no milk. He's closer to me than the store. So free milk for me. Right. But okay. now there's cops all over the place. All right. Well, maybe if maybe you could help me record the show if you maybe find like a like a quiet room. You take the phone in a quiet room or whatever setup he's using. Can you move it to another room? Uh, yeah, I can move it to the bedroom. I guess his bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know. There might be blood spatters in there or something. You better pick oh, yeah, a different maybe, room. The ba- maybe the bathroom. Quiet. Yeah. Go in. Go in the yeah. bathroom. Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, in. In a turn-up for the book, sounds like Tom's going to be doing a long stretch at the correctional facility there in New York. We may not see him for a while. Bobby, may I ask you politely, if you would, if you don't mind, house-sitting for Tom, consider the flat yours, as far as, well, we call it a flat, you might call it an apartment. Call the call it the apartment, call it yours, the Greek statues, everything that's legal is yours, as far as I'm concerned. I'll get, I'll get the... Uh, Lionel, the lawyer, to sign everything over to you. An affidavit, just, it'll be done. I don't imagine with the crimes that I think Tom's been committing. Like, I saw him heavily airbrushed out of an Epstein picture the other day, and I, I don't exactly know where he found Paulina, but he's Man. edgy. He's very edgy. Uh, well, um, l- let me extend to you, fr- from me in the community, you are now the co-host of the Unofficial Controller podcast. Are your shoulders big enough to wear those almost thespian-like shoulder pads that Tom would parade around in? I mean, we're going to try, man. I appreciate it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it, I guess. Let's do okay, it. Okay, well, as a redo, hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 68, the history of the original Xbox, with me, George, and as always joined by Bobby, Master Chief to my Master Chef. How's it going? Well, we kind of know uh, how it's going. You're avoiding. Yeah, it's going. It's going pretty. Uh, I mean, for me, in the morning was okay. Came with okay. coming to Tom's house was kind of crazy. Hmm. Well, let me give new fans and old a rundown of how things are going to break down. Because in a moment we're going to head into the news, and uh, we're going to regale you with the very latest cutting edge gaming news, as we always do here at the Unofficial Controller Podcast. We're then going to slip into our feature. And we're going to execute the medium of time travel, which, Bobby, I hope you're ready for this. Last time you joined us for a, a guest co-host episode, you didn't have to 
uh, time travel. I don't quite know how we're going to do it. It's probably going to involve putting your head in the toilet and spinning around at me clockwise around. or something. Uh, yeah. But uh, we're going to go back to a place quite dear to your heart, actually. Times Square, Times Square, New York, and the Toys R Us for the 2001 launch of the Xbox, which I'd imagine there's going to be lots of very angsty teenagers getting very excited about the launch of the slightly green but large box, the powerhouse from Microsoft. After that, and we've worked our way back to the present day, Bobby, we're going to rifle through the man, the myth, the legend, Stingray. He can appear in two different time zones all at once, simultaneously, so you and I can pick through his boot. And then once he's gone, I'll be asking you what you're hoping to be. But before, before we can do any of that, I think you know what I'm going to say. Odders, wherever you are, friend, keep safe, delete your search history, pretend you never had anything to do with Tom. I advise everyone to do the same. Bobby, what have you been playing? Strictly, just goes up to Shima. Wow, okay. That's it. I've been locked and loaded to, into that game. How far have you got into the ghosts? I just got to the second island, and I only did the main mission to collect my father's armor, but literally oh, yeah. just been going to defog in the map and all the question marks. I, I'm trying not to do any of the main mission until I have nowhere else, I guess nothing else to do side quest wise. Oh, you're a side quest guy, aren't you? Yeah, you do I needed, all... but I needed that armor first because it looks so cool. So I'm like, no, let me get this armor and then continue my side quest uh, missions. And how are you finding it? Is it as good as you wanted it to be? I did see the other day that you were you were harping on about how it's in your top 10 games of all time already. Is it still I mean, there as it has it sank a little bit? No, it's still there so far. I mean, every day, it, first of all, it looks beautiful. Okay. Yeah. The combat is nice, especially from playing Sekiro. So oh, yes. I got the dodging, you know, pinpoint. I can really almost parry anything at this point. Uh, so that's awesome. The only problem is that sometimes I get a little too excited. And I, <laughs> I speak a little bit of fake Japanese. And then my girlfriend's like, really? I mean, you, you, all you're saying is mumbles. But I put it in like a mumbleish Japanese accent, I guess. That's so beautiful. She's kind of getting a little bit annoyed at that. But you know what? I'm involved. I'm well, in one thing I think that should put you all at ease, I think anyone who's played Ghosts, and I do it when I'm playing Yakuza, I mumble fake Japanese too. I think it's something that we all do. You, know, you get all to. into a scene. I don't want to do it now because on air, I might be labelled a racist, and I, I can't. Yeah. I can't carry that. I can't carry that cloak. It's not me. <laughs> but in the privacy of my own home, on my own, whenever no one else is around, yeah, I mumble all sorts of fake languages. <laughs> I really do. I mean, it got to the point where I go to the bathroom, and then I go to my bedroom. And I pull up my sword, and I just do that little thumb. Wait, wait. Unseize. No, wait. Y- yeah. You go to the bathroom, and then you get out your sword. It's not. We're not referring to what we'd call here in the UK your pork sword, are we? Do it. I go into my bedroom, pull out okay. my katana, do the little thumb seize. A- oh, your actual real oh, sword. Oh yeah. Like I just I do it and wh- I I didn't know I was doing it. Well, I knew I was doing it, but my girlfriend was watching me. That I didn't know. 
So when she saw me pull it out, she got real quiet. I did a little thumb. I did a little fake Japanese. And she was like, oh, boy, listen, you need a job, bro. Which I do. But, you know, I got to practice. You never know. How's that? Obviously, apart from being the newest, most hottest co-host on the world's most average podcast, how's the job hunting going? Are you just keeping down, locked down, you sealed your room, keeping clear of the Rona. Is there anything out there in New York right now? There's nothing out, at least for like my skills. The hotels are not really looking for anybody right now. Whoever they have, they're keeping and they're letting go more and more. Uh, so most of the hotels I know that my friends work in are, have been officially closed and some are just on furlough indefinitely until travel picks up again. Wow. So there's kind of local jobs, but it's not, I won't make more than what unemployment has given me. So until I can make more than that, it's not really worth it. You know, in my eyes, at least. That's a very strange world to live in. Yeah, it's super weird, dude. There's jobs that pay less than the unemployment? Yeah, because they're really not giving anybody full-time hours because they don't want to give um, insurance. So, like, uh, supermarkets, they'll, yeah, they'll give you, you know, maybe 16 an hour, which is really not anything in New York City. But you're only going to work 25 hours a week. What, you know, what's that going to do for you? I have, you know, I'm not like a, a, a young kid at home, my mom, making money. I have, you know, bills. It's not worth it. Oh, this is, a, this is a strange set of circumstances. Do you know? Yeah, super weird, dude. I hopefully on a slightly lighter note, although probably not considering your apathy towards uh, turn-based games. I've been playing Final. I don't know why. Well, I know why because I played Final Fantasy 15, and you would love that. I don't know if you've played that one. Have you played that 15? No, no. To be honest, the only Final Fantasy game I ever played was the first one on Nintendo. Okay. Well, I think you you're a fan of the sword play and all that. I think you mm-hmm. would love 15. It's open world. It's almost like a road trip across America with your best friends. It's not actually America. Uh, and they're actually your royal guards. But don't let that get in the way of, yeah, yeah. of a great experience. And obviously, you like real-time combat. That's got it in spades. So I think you'd like yeah. that. But off the I'll back of... I missed 15, and I played it a, few, a month ago, and I was like, that's amazing. I know what I'll do. I'll finish off that 13 that I had. And it's been absolutely savage, Bobby. There's been times where I've been stuck and I've fought every bad guy and leveled up as much as I could. But obviously not enough. So I've had to go back and forward through these corridors to try and spawn the bad guys again. Oh, yeah. And I'm into like the first phase of the end game now. So I'm quite excited to see it done. I've got 13-2 and Lightning Returns on the shelf. I've ordered them after, you know, falling in love with 13. I was like, yeah, actually, do you know what? I want more of this. When this ends, I want more. I want more pain and punishment. I want to put myself... (laughs) I'm an absolute sadist, obviously. Um, But I might take something that's quick as a palate cleanser in between just to give me a little bit of spice, to give me something else, you know? But I don't know what that is. I don't quite know what that is. But I I would say, on that note, what else have I been playing... No, I honestly think that's it. Oh, have you ever played Metal Gear Solid 4? No, I have it, though. It's, it's, 
it's an interesting game. It's a very interesting game. I think you should, uh, when you next get a lull in your gaming diary, I think you should bring that out. Again, as you probably yeah. got it because it was a pound, and I got it because it was a pound as well. And I actually think it's uh, well. Yeah, I got it really cheap, actually, too. Yeah, from GameStop. It's, yeah, it's it a well like put together game. Five bucks. Exactly. That's so a great weird. return. So I just it? said, you know what? Listen, five dollars can't go wrong. Even if it's bad, at least it's only five. I spent worse money with five dollars. The only thing I find with it, it's a stealth game in a war zone. And I'll be honest with you, if I was <laughs> fighting in a hard-pitched battle and someone ran past me, as long as he wasn't trying to kill me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'll let him go. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's obviously no bother to me. Yeah. But he, they all turn around. They're like, oh, they've got the arrow above their <laughs> yeah. head. They're like, what's this? Oh, crikey. I've got to kill them. I've got to kill the people that are trying to kill them. I've got to kill everybody. There's some complicated mechanics. I think the more people you kill, you push up the war price, so therefore oh, weapons yeah. are harder to buy once you start going on the rampage sort of thing, whereas if you're stealth, the war price keeps low. Oh. It does remind me of Death Stranding more than any other Metal Gear Solid, but you know, we'll see how it unfolds, and I will, uh, I'll will keep you in the loop about that, Bobby, as it develops. You've never played 3? I've dabbled with 3, I have to admit. I... Yeah. Um, I've, what I played of it, I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but I did find it to be harder than one and two. Maybe oh. that's just me. No, definitely. I've been playing one and two, loving it, then getting three, and there's no mini map in three. So you have to use like your senses. Yeah. And then it was a long time ago this game came out anyway, like over 10 years for sure. Yeah. And I remember like not really getting past anywhere significant because I just kept getting caught because <laughs> I wasn't using a camera. Like I'm used to. Yeah. So now playing Ghost of Tsushima, there's no really, there's no mini map. So yeah. now I'm, I'm using the camera more for my surroundings. I would like to go back to Metal Gear 3 and see if it's the same kind of gameplay. Well, they and brought, actually finish it. Yeah, I think I've, I've always expressed a wish to get that one done. There's, um, they brought out a revamped version of it called, I think it was Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence where you, they actually mapped the camera down to the right thumbstick instead of it being i think up on the shoulders which made it a far more playable game mm-hmm. so i think if you can find the subsistence version mm-hmm. or whether you've got it for ps3 on like a reissue or something like that that would be the one to play oh i had no idea yeah oh yeah yeah I'll this is the place well with that seemingly hot bit of news would you believe bobby about a 10 year old game it's uh, it's time for the news to scour the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories first up now do you want to go bobby or do you want me to go i'll do it okay sir um 343 industries calls for aid and uh and xbox studios will answer former bungie and halo veteran joseph staten who has been with xbox studios since 2014 has now joined 343 Industries as project leader on Halo Infinite's campaign. He had this to say, I'm thrilled to join Halo to help uh, ship Halo Infinite. As project manager for the Infinite campaign, I will be supporting the team's existing great leaders and empowering them to do their best work. Okay, that, that sounds like the sort of thing you'd say on your first day, not to upset yeah. anyone, isn't it? I'm going to inspire their great little... <laughs> if they were that great, they wouldn't be calling out to a veteran to call yeah. him knee-deep. He's almost... 
Does that make Joseph Staten like the master chief of Halo Infinite behind the scenes? Do you think he's like walking around and everyone's like, it's Joseph Staten, say no attention, do it now. Yeah. He's like coming down and he's he's sorting code just by looking at it. Troublesome code that they had in that launch preview. He's like, oh God, Joseph Staten, quick, look amazing. Do you think that's going on? 100%. 100%. I can envision it now. They throw him into the r- a room with a PC that's been giving him the most absolute grief and it cowers in fear as he lobs in a couple of sticker grenades and all that other... Some guy can't figure something out. He walks in and bam, instantly figures it out. Thanks, Chief. It's the willpower, man. It's the power of the willpower. One, one has to imagine that uh, if 343 were struggling having a, an Xbox Microsoft veteran like that come in and help him out, it's obviously a sign that as it says in the title there, they called for aid. Mm-hmm. And Xbox Game Studio says, we'll send our very best guy. You know? Yeah. Former Bungie and Halo veteran. Send Joe down. He'll knock it into a cocktail. You know, no this wishes. could almost be like a Metal Gear reference. It could be. trouble, they send in Snake. Gonna get it done. All <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how yeah. I managed it. Is, is existing, the team's like, oh my goodness, maybe he's there to sack a load of people. Oh man, I hope not. Get on the phone to his old bungee mates and be like, come down, you know, sack that destiny off, come work for me at 343, yeah. we'll make it happen. We'll, it's like the good old days. <laughs> and much like we're going to, you know, we're going to pull on our skater boy jeans, you know, the cargo pants with the big pockets. Yeah, yeah. We're going to pull on an Offspring T-shirt, and we're going to go back to 2001 shortly, uh, Bobby. So prepare yourself. I hope you've dressed accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, Here's some some other news. A sad day for the Rebellion. Disappointing news, Bobby, for Star Wars fans as it revealed that Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, has now been delayed until spring 2021. We can't help but feel this is another victim of COVID-19, or the dreaded Rona, as my American cousin would call it, <laughs> and working from home situations. While it's sad, let's hope it gives the dev team, just like Biff Tannen in Back to the Future, more time to put another coat of polish on it. Here's the official blurb on the game. The galaxy is yours with Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Play through all nine Star Wars saga films in a brand new Lego video game unlike any other. Experience the fun-filled adventures, whimsical humor, and the freedom to fully immerse yourself in the Lego Star Wars universe like never before. One thing I'd say about that, now pull me up and tell me off if I'm being a little bit harsh, because I know we have younger listeners and they're probably like, oh, I love Lego games. You played one Lego game, you've played them all, Bobby. Yeah, for the most part. They just add a couple different ideas here and there, but it's really the same thing. It's a collectathon, really. You get your red bricks, get your studs, yeah. go into a, a badly mimed with Lego minifig scene mm-hmm. from the original film that you kind of loosely remember. Maybe twist it a little bit. Yeah. And then, bam, back to... And one thing I find, I've always... When I first got Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy, whichever the one did on PS2, I used to live away as we've talked about many times on on the show mm-hmm. and i remember playing lego star wars and thinking to myself hmm you know the only problem with this is the floor's actual rock wouldn't it be lego <laughs> yeah. the walls yeah. of that building is actual building and not brick surely it'd be brick mm-hmm. that's my only gripe but i think i'm probably i'm probably picky 
because I think it might look a little bit flat and boring if they did that. So you are you disappointed that it's been delayed or are you happy to wait for a, another six months, maybe even a year? Maybe to be honest, I had, I had no idea it was coming out. <laughs> so it's even it's better for me now, now that I know it's coming out. Because, I mean, I only play Lego games because Eva, my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, that's the only game she plays on the PS4. Lego games. Yeah. So if she's interested in Lego games, I get one for her. We play it. She platinums it. And she moves on back to the Switch. I'm trying to pull her to play other, two, you know, co- like co-op games. That's yeah. Not on, that's not on the Switch, but she doesn't care about anything, really. Wow. Lego and Mario. That's what she does. That's a girl that knows what she wants and knows where to get it, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, uh, last bit of news. Bobby, if you would... Uh, very gentlemanly of you to pony up. Next time I'll go first, and then you get to read the middle bit. You, you, can, be right. the me- you can be the meat in the news sandwich. The meat. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Slayer. Uh, the excellent Doom Eternal is getting some DLC titled The Ancient Gods Part 1. Uh, Bethesda News uh, release says players will confront an ancient awoken, an ancient evil awoken from an imbalance in the heavens. The baddies players uh, mow down and uh, will include fierce new demons. The DLC will launch on the 20th of October, and you can pick up year one season pass that will include this DLC and part two as well. No standalone price is available yet, but will be confirmed soon. And don't forget. Bobby, if you already own the game on Xbox One or PS4, you'll get a free upgrade onto either the Xbox Series X or PS5. Well done oh, wow. to Bacida for giving out a free upgrade. Good work, yeah. we would say. Have you played? I haven't played any of the new Dooms, I have to admit. I'm a big fan of Doom, the original Doom on the PC and all that other ramble. And yeah. I did have a soft spot for Doom. And I think it got a PS3 release where you might have played it. And it was called... It was just called Doom. Mm-hmm. It came to the original Xbox, which is fitting, because we're going to talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. I think it also got a re-release on PS3. I think it was called Doom BFG Edition or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And they released yeah. them, uh, what, Doom? I think it's called Doom PC or something. It's on PS4. Yeah. Uh, Doom 2 and 3 are released. But, uh, uh, the computer uh, ports, I think, were released Yes, as well. the original yeah. ones. What do you think of Doom? Have you played this new Doom? I have them both, haven't played them, but my father played it, my stepfather, and he absolutely loves it. He thinks, it's, he thinks it's great. Oh, wow. Titan. Yeah, he absolutely loves going in there and just destroying everything. And he, he, he kind of gets like, he's a big rock guy, so the music is awesome, he says. Yes. So listening to that music, just killing the, killing the demons is amazing. I never thought he would ever play something like that, but there he is. I guess if he likes both of those scenarios, it's like he's diving onto heaven. Yeah, it's a win-win, 100%. Did you play... What was the first experience you had at Doom? My friend Adam had it for the PC back in, like, 93, 94. Did he? Yeah, man. So we were only playing, you know, Sega, Super Nintendo. So when he had this for the PC and he came out, bro, I was blown away. I could not believe... First of all, I never really seen a first-person view game before. Right. No. So, seeing that gun in the middle of the screen, and then walking forward, and these things coming at you, and then shooting them all the blood and bodies explode and limbs fall off. I was like, "What? This is awesome!" (laughs) I mean, we got nervous because every time his mom would come in, he'd do like some quick, I guess, hot key they call them, and 
shrink the screen or something back to like, you know, whatever AOL messenger, whatever we were doing. And then when she would leave, he'd go back onto the game again. So she walks in and it, she just says, a da, 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 da. <laughs> I think Hello, Adam's mom. And she's yeah, she, like, what she are you guys up to? Is, she definitely knew. You know what? She probably thought you're on some blue sites rather than playing. If she'd come in and seen you playing Doom, she'd be like, oh, thank goodness for that. Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Are there any playing Doom? I thought it was way worse than that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what we were so embarrassed about because we were younger. We would go to Blockbuster, okay, video, and rent horror movies. You know, that showed a little extra skin. And she True. rented for us. And she rented it for uh, us. So she didn't she... care. So what we saw there was, well, we watched a, we just rented a horror movie for Blood Gore and a Little Extra Skin. And now we're nervous about playing Doom. I don't know. It was <laughs> in our minds. We're just weird. We're, we're kids. Well, yeah. don't forget, there was a lot of furore about Doom, wasn't there? I mean, it, it, it was devil worship. It was, you know, corrupting the young of the world. It was causing people to go out and do... Crazy things. Crazy things, yeah. You know, with real-life weapons and stuff. So maybe... There was that little edge of like, oh, crikey, we don't know, thinking that we've, we've gone mental or anything. And yeah, yeah. We've, we've incited a demon into the house because we put this cursed disc into the family PC. She's <laughs> trying to do the books on it, and all of a sudden the caca demon turns up on the screen, tries to chew her a weekly housekeeping budget. And you don't want that, do you? Yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of that. Well, that's the news. Um, did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news that we missed? You haven't probably got this yet, but, you know, if they do and they're like, hang on, George, Bobby, I know you've had a little bit of a tumultuous experience because you know, at the start of this show, it's probably the only gaming podcast that's got the police arresting somebody. But yeah, and no doubt there was a big Gamescon reveal and we've decided just not to talk about any of it because it was boring. If the collected masses want to get in touch with us, Bobby, and let us know what we missed, how would they do that? They can contact us at um, at questions unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter or even the Discord. The Discord? Yeah, man. You know you're something out there in the world of gaming podcasts if you've got a Discord. Yeah. I mean, do you game if you have a Discord? Come on. You're not. If you don't Discord, you're no longer even a gamer. Yeah. Question. You're going to have to now change your name to UC Bobby. Yep. Or is that a bit like John Cena? I can't see you. You see Bobby. I see nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm, um, I don't know what I am on there. Is it you see George? You see George, yeah. Is that who I am? Oh, crikey. Yeah, that's what you are. Okay. All right. Well, now I know. Uh, well, that's the, uh, that's the news all wrapped up with a pretty red ribbon on it. We've lobbed it under the tree. It's a little early, Bobby, but you know. That's what happens with the unofficial controller podcast. You get your presence early. Yeah. Now, we're going to time travel for this next section. We're going to go back to 2001. We're going to show some love to Xbox's first child. Everyone loves the first child, don't they? They uh, it's I'm the, the hist- for sure. <laughs> it's the history of the original Xbox. This week, we're going to do one of our famous retrospectives, and the console of choice is this week is Microsoft's big green machine, the original Xbox. Now, last time me and Tom actually time-traveled, we did it through using... He'd seen all the big podcasters, you know, all the bigger boys, your Rogans and all that. They all had a little bit of DMT on air, you know, like Egon Musk, he had a 
inhaled what looked like a joystick or something on one of the shows. <laughs> now, I do believe in that bathroom, Tom keeps his Puyote toad. Do you want to see if you can... Can you find it? Is it still in there? Well, I've just got to lick it or something? I know it sounds weird. I've done it the one time myself, <laughs> and I wasn't keen, all right? It was, I had all sorts of weird flashbacks. But I've for the show... For this podcast, I'm willing to do anything. Anything. Yeah, man. YOLO. I'll do it. Let's do it. Okay, so I've got my Tupperware. Here it is. Oh, no, I've been keeping it in a... Here it is. Okay, so... I mean, do you think he washed it before he licked it last? I think he licks that toad on far more regular occasion than we probably give him credit for, which is, you know, explains a lot of where he's at, especially with, you know, since he's gone to New York and got involved in the big boy podcasting scene, he's been a little bit edgy. You know, he's been a little bit out there. And I would say him and Rogan are licking that toad on a nightly basis. So could explain some stuff. I think he makes Paulina lick it. I think he makes his other house. If someone fast forwarded to this feature now, and I put the timestamp there, and I'm like, he makes his other housemaids lick it. He makes <laughs> Rogan's licked it. Yeah, everyone's licked it. Everyone's licked it. Everyone's licked that toad. Within, what would the word you would use? Within eight city-wide blocks of his apartment, I think everybody's licked that toad. I'll be right. Yeah. So I'm going to put the lid back on the toad case. Bobby, please. Have a yeah. little, a little lick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> rather interesting taste. Well, wait for it to kick in. Oh, Whoa! Boy. It's going down. A great fury must come for the goodness of all. You will not comprehend it now, but the very existence of the age of spawns. Can you believe we've now materialised? We've travelled back to a cold, windswept November 15th, 2001, Bobby, in New York City. Your home, we call it your hometown, but it's your home city. It's the place where you grew up, Times Square. Mm -hmm. Uh, seems like a, a pretty cool place to me. All the neon signs going up above me. We can hear the traffic buzzing behind us. We're huddled up, and you can hear the excited masses outside and inside Toys R Us in Times Square. Now, maybe now would be a good time to... Maybe we'll pass the microphone around. Do you know what everybody loves, Bobby? Well, everybody loves a montage. Let's give them the flavour of the night by giving them a montage. Bobby, roll the montage. Let's do it. Roll it. The Xbox is the most electrifying system. They're realistic. They play better. They look better. Yeah, I like. Great graphics. Awesome concepts. They're great.
Oh my, look at the windshield, man. Look, look at the smoke. Look, 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 look. I'm on fire. Look at that. Awesome. The graphics are, are unbelievable. They're really sharp. And the game control is pretty cool. The handling is really nice. It's awesome so far. The controller takes, like, it's the only controller I've ever touched that actually, like, molds to your hand. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. It's pretty cool, man. So we'll see. Like, I missed all my classes today for Xbox. And I'll do it again. Bill Gates did a wonderful job. Good job, Mister. And can I get one? Congratulations, I think you got a winner. And I mean a lot of excited gamers, New York gamers. They've all been primed with quotes. They've all been pumped with the Hyper Bowl of the Xbox marketing suite. I heard one of them call it the most electrifying console, just like his hero, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And we'll get to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm sure he's here tonight. But before we can delve really deep, Bobby, the story goes back a little bit further. So let's delve into Microsoft's closet and their first foray into the console market. Well, to trace back to, we need to take a look at Microsoft's actual first foray into the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, licensing their Windows CE tech to Sega to help make the DC more capable and easy to develop for. Microsoft developed a custom Dreamcast version of Windows CE with Direct with DirectX API and dynamic link libraries, making it easy to port PC games to platform. Development teams would ultimately favor Sega's Dreamcast tools over those from Microsoft. This enabled the DC to easily have some great PC titles ported over to it. But more importantly, it saw Microsoft logo embezzled on all Sega's amazing but ill-fated Dreamcast consoles. Wow, okay, so that's, there's a lot of people who've got Dreamcast right in the front of that is Microsoft's name. It's a bit cheeky of them really, isn't it? We're gonna lend you our, we want it right there on the box. Yeah, but we've done all this hard work and you just write a little pro, I don't, I don't care about that, says Bill Gates. I want it all over it. It's mine now, branded like a, cattle rustled cow it's just been slapped with the ms logo pinned down and had it seared on its backside gates he takes no prisoners does he well we've heard some from excited uh about there's some excited american cousins bobby as we've lined up and passed the microphone around like a hot baton or like tom's frog basically but there's also some of our listeners have uh, expressed excitement over the Xbox console. First up, Bobby, we've got a new listener, Simon Holland, over on Twitter. He says, Kung Fu Chaos. My best mate and I play... Hang on, before we do all this, normally. Let's imagine we've got a new listener. I'm like, my God, someone's been arrested. These guys have licked a toad. They've travelled in time. And now people, are, they're reading out listeners' comments. How, how do I get involved? Well, every week we post a little post that says... Get involved on Instagram or Twitter. What are your memories of this console or this machine or this topic? What's your thoughts on this gaming hot topic? And they obviously leave a little message and let us know. Just like Simon Holland did. And thank you for doing so. Where did we get to? 
Kung Fu Chaos. My best mate and I played the story mode of minigames every time we met for years. And seeing my kids laughing and playing it years later was magical. What a game. Oh, and Splinter Cell. Shooting light bulbs. Time Splitters 2. A future perfect for a weekend's on end. Republic Commando. Best Star Wars game ever. You can hear any arguments from me about that one, my friend. Uh, 13 and it's Cell Shaded Glory. Project Gotham. He says, perfect. Racing and Indiana Jones in the Empress Tomb was a masterpiece. I admit on the Xbox, play a lot better than the PlayStation 2 version. Not to mention, I ripped all my 300 plus CDs onto the hard drive before I went to uni and was the music provider for my halls all year. What? He says, what a console. Well, I hope that we're going to do his console of choice for his formative years justice bobby i think we will do who's up next there with a memory of the uh xbox we got it's much more uh he says queuing up for the halo 2 launch at game then playing it to like 3 a.m in the morning with all my online buddies was great times wow that's uh he's always very cutting edges it's much more he's online with halo 2 he's not looking about is he mm-hmm. up next the artist of the show and all those people messaging in, they've now thrown their hat into the ring. Almost raffle-like. Do you have raffles in your country, Bobby? Yes, we do. Okay. Well, it's like a big raffle, isn't it? By contributing to the show, your name goes in a hat. And I guess me and you'll be picking out the lucky winner next week to find out who's won comment of the month and they get a piece of Adam's artwork. It doesn't really get any better than that, does it? Comic Picture 79 says, The giant Xbox, eh? What a machine. What a controller. That thing could take a beating. Halo, Splinter Cell, Knights of the Old Republic, Forza, Beyond Good and Evil, Brothers in Arms. My first time playing so many great franchises. Absolutely unforgettable experiences. Well, it certainly uh, set Adam up for his future gaming loves. And uh, you can blame him there. Halo, Splinter Cell. Two games that I thought were mind-blowing. Splinter Cell... I always found that to be quite a hard game, Splinter Cell. Yeah, I found it harder than Metal Gear. It's a lot more sort of unforgiving with the stealth. Knights of the Old Republic, have you ever dabbled with those? It's basically like the precursor to Mass Effect. Yes. I played it with my friend Alex, he had it. Uh, I had a PS2 and he had an Xbox on purpose. But we always had this house, we could play different things. That's what we always did growing up. You were like yin and yang, like a black and white cat curled yeah. up around itself perfect way to play you ever played beyond good and evil do you have any memories of that ubisoft title no i remember he had it but no, i never really played it just really halo winter cell was big and we did a lot of uh forza because i found it a little easier to control than uh gran turismo yeah yeah i always thought it was easier to control as well i should admit uh, Retro Gamer Thomas next. What's he got to say, Bobby? He says, uh, I was always a PS2 lad, but when starting collecting, I managed to pick up an Xbox from Charity Shop for a tenor and started picking up a few games. Jesus, she is a big old girl, but a fantastic system. And to me, the best Xbox there's been. My favorite games, I would have to probably be Forza, which looks fantastic for the generation, and a real computer, and a real competitor to GT. Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, although 1 is my favorite. And I'm currently dabbling with Crimson Skies, which is just awesome. 
I really love my original Xbox. Can't wait to add some more titles to my collection. Well, he is the he is a prolific collector. Is our RGT, isn't RGT, he? RGT baby. Uh, RGT baby. That's his street name. I think that's what he makes everybody in his, <laughs> in his small town village call him now. No. I'm the artist formerly known as Retro Gamer Thomas. You now call me RGT the Sim. Uh, <laughs> uh, any in there? Forzy you've mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. She is a big old girl. You know, you shouldn't probably describe your new hot sexy console as a big old girl though, should you? It's like the sort of it's the safety dance. Have you ever heard of that? You know, yes. if you go to a nightclub and you, you haven't really been that successful, you lodge a safety dance with a probably a not that good a looking, slightly larger model. Yeah. On the dance floor. Yeah. You know. Everybody needs love. 100%. Everyone's this will make you feel super guilty now, Bobby. Hmm. Everyone's someone's daughter. Everyone's someone's son. Yeah. That's true, man. Look what you started. <laughs> Down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> oh, anyway, before. <laughs> so, anyway, Retro Gamer Thomas, he's in love with his PS2, but he did a safety dance with the Xbox just in case when he's out picking up retro games, he needs to. Uh, Stupid. Yeah, so he, he can now stoop down and pick up anything from the floor of the car boot, be it PS2, be it Xbox, be it Nintendo. He's got every angle covered and obviously his beloved Sega. Back to the story. Microsoft's appetite whetted with an idea of what would be possible, uh, what could be possible. In 1998, a team of four engineers from Microsoft's DirectX team, Kevin Backers, these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, really. Kevin mm -hmm. Backers. Seamus, Seamus Blackley, Ted Hassey, and DirectX team leader Otto Burks began workshopping ideas for a new console which would run exclusively on Microsoft's DirectX technology. Nat Brown, the Windows software architect at Microsoft, would also become a key part of the project after meeting Hassey in November 1998. Now, this one struck me as being a little bit of an edgy fact, Bobby, but bizarrely, the project was secretly co-named Midway, in reference to the Battle of Midway during World War II, in which Japan was decisively defeated by American forces as a representation of Microsoft's desire to surpass Sony in the console market. What do you make about that? <laughs> I mean, look, that's a uh, that's pretty bold. Pretty bold, I'll tell you that. I what didn't gonna, know that, so that was pretty interesting to me. What we're going to call, let's call it Midway. Yeah, that's the time we told the Japs <laughs> what to do, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, crikey, I'm glad they we called them. It. I'm glad they. I'm glad it was actually referred to as Midway and not Hiroshima or Nagasaki, because that oh would have been God. that would have been edgy. Crazy. For all we know, they probably did, and Midway's the one that history remembers. That's about. definitely worse than Sega does what Nintendo. Oh. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. That's 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 probably the understatement of the year, Bobby. Let's that's put that crazy. on the let's put that on the back of the Blu-ray box, friend. Uh, <laughs> unofficial controller podcast, the next generation, episode one. Already going deeper and darker than they've ever been before. Bobby at the wheel, eh? Oh, a new man. a new lease of life for the show. It's Come not just down, it's not just dude. for kids anymore. This newly formed DirectX team had their inaugural meeting on March 30th, 1999, in which they discussed issues such as getting a PC to boot quicker 
uh, at a quicker pace than usual. The console would run off Windows 2000 using DirectX 8.1, therefore making it easier for PC developers to move over games to the Xbox. This also gave the Xbox more processing power than that of most other home consoles. According to Blackley, using PC technology as a foundation for a video game console would eliminate the technology uh, barriers of most home consoles, allowing game creators to expand further on their own creativity without having to worry about hardware limitations. The four, uh, the four DirectX team members encountered disagreements with the Silicon Valley engineering team behind WebTV, a newly devised device running Windows CE that was built with the idea of being able to attach to a home TV. Microsoft have acquired WebTV after they purchased the rights to the device. Microsoft executive Craig Mundell, Mundy wanted the Xbox project to be led by the WebTV team, who believes the console should be built from the ground up as an appliance using Windows CE. However, the DirectX team were adamant about the idea of repurposing PC hardware components, such as disk drive, um, arguing that they were cheaply manufactured and could easily be updated every year. The four developers gained the support of Ed Fries, the head of Microsoft's gaming division, who believed the use of the hard drive in particular would give the console a technical edge among competitors despite its high manufacturing costs. Mm. You two opposing teams. So this is almost like an episode of The Apprentice, I imagine. Uh, can you, Bill Gates sat there in his office. The two <laughs> opposing teams pitched their arguments to Gates on May 5th, 1999 at a meeting attended by over 20 people. Web TV's team, among them were Nick Baker, Dave Riola, Steve Pillman, and Tim Butcher, as well as their sponsor, Craig Mundy, made the case that creating an appliance would be a far cheaper, highlighting the most consoles generally sold at around $300. They also wanted to use a custom-made graphics chip, the likes of which could be shared across several different home devices. Conversely, freeze up vouching for the DirectX team argued that a PC hard drive uh, would, and set cons would set Microsoft's console apart from competitors by allowing for their direct implementation of online access, an argument which Gates sided with. When Gates questioned if PC games could be effectively ported to the new console, Blackley explained the machine would utilize DirectX hardware, meaning that they could easily be converted. Gates heavily favored the proposition over web TVs, whose concept relied on Windows CE as a heavily stripped-down Windows variant and wasn't compatible with DirectX. As such, Gates sided with the DirectX concept and gave Burke's team the go-ahead to create a new video game console. Despite this, Web TV would still play a part in the Xbox initial launch. Now, I said at the start of that little bit there that I thought it would be like um, The Apprentice, but halfway through reading it, I almost imagined Web TV like Ed 209 blasted and Bill Gates sort of like do we what what's going on some guy coming in some hot fresh guy from the direct text team say do you know what we've got candidates lined up have you ever heard of the Robocop program maybe it's time to try something new dick <laughs> and then we cut to can you fly Bobby boy <laughs> oh that's, man and that's the that's Xbox it. Xbox yeah, that's is how... Robocop baby oh my god <laughs> the DirectX team began constructing prototype consoles, purchasing several Dell Power laptops and using their eternal parts. Among the names considered for the new console were a number of acronyms, including Windows Entertainment Project, WEP, Microsoft Total Gaming, MGT, Microsoft Interactive Network Device, MIND, 
and Microsoft Interactive Center, MIC NIC. Using the names considered was Direct Xbox, Di Direct Xbox, uh, referring to the system's re reliance on Direct X. At one point, he jokingly came up with the names Triple Xbox <laughs> and Direct Triple Xbox as a nod to the system's higher volume of adult content uh, compared to Sony or Nintendo's consoles. What? <laughs> <laughs> what if they called it the Microsoft Interactive Center? <laughs> Are you playing on your Mick? Yeah, everyone knows me. Everyone's got an uncle Mick. Bring in the Mick. Wheel in the Mick. I think. Oh man, that. I'm glad they went with Xbox. And, yeah, hundred percent. And, and direct Xbox was quickly shortened to Xbox for an email conversation was ultimately favoured by the development team. There are a number of spelling variants were tossed around, such as lowercase big B O X. Big X, little B, O, large X, and then finally, capital X, hyphen box. Microsoft's marketing team didn't like the name, suggesting 11 hyphen X or 11 X as alternatives. They didn't Good old marketing mm -hmm. team. Yeah. They, they earn the big books to come up with cool names. Oh, we're going to call it 11 X. It should all be called Xbox, all right? Okay, we'll, make, we'll do our best. During focus testing, the company put the name Xbox on the list of possible names during focus testing simply to prove how unpopular the name Xbox would be with consumers. shows how little they know. However, Xbox proved to be the more popular name on the list during consumer testing was just selected as the official name of the product. When the physical design of the controller began, circuit boards for the controller had already been manufactured. Microsoft and Sony supply a Mitsumi Electric with similar folded and stacked circuit boards are used in DualShock 2 controller. But the company refused to manufacture such a design for Microsoft. Whether they got paid off by Sony or whether it was a loyalty thing, I'm not sure. This led to the controller being large and nearly three times the size of the competitor's controller and getting the label the Duke from fans. This larger pad was actually liked by fans and part of selling it as an adult's console fitted Western adult hands surprisingly well. This initial controller design was never launched in Japan, but the console instead launched with a smaller redesigned version called the Controller S. It did use more compact circuit board design and for that reason was better received in Japan. Have you handled either the Duke or the Controller S, Bobby? Which one of you caressed your fingers across? Just the Duke. Just the original That's bad it, yeah. boy. It's like a magnum in your hand. It feels way it feels. Yeah. I remember the first time Obviously, I'd evolved to the original Xbox off the back of the Dreamcast failing, and it felt to me like the next had a PS2, or I think at the time when I was away, I had a, probably a Game Boy Advance, actually, and then I progressed to a PS1 with a screen, and then a PS2 with a screen. So I had access to those as well, but the after the Dreamcast failed, I felt a bit bummed out, because my whole life, I'd always, I'd always ended up with the console or the home computer that had failed in the war. Yeah. Right? <laughs> always no matter what i bought it was almost like well that's gonna fail <laughs> i had a jag i had an atari st when everyone else had an amiga had a jaguar uh, in this country for a long time the mega drive was very popular and the snares was almost i think the snares ultimately won out but mm -hmm. initially the snares was like mm, not so great really? you know, you've got to get the mega drive mega drive sega was super popular here and this is where everyone messages in. You don't know what you're talking about, but in my neck of the woods, you know, the, the Mega Drive, as I said before on this on the show, was a much more popular console. It was edgy. It was more grown up. Yeah. yeah. And um, the SNES launched after, so you know, 
Mega Drive already had titles out there and it had this flow. So I got the snares, which I enjoyed, but never mm-hmm. felt like an out-and-out winner. And then I got the PlayStation, um, which I had to sell for some, for some money for a lad's holiday so I could drink beer uh, and go to a, a Spanish island and, and get intoxicated and all that sort of stuff, which I kind of wish I'd kept the PlayStation at that time. Really. Then I got an N64, which didn't really feel like it won anything you know i had yeah. some games that i liked and the n64 was a good machine but i would look over and people the bigger boys were playing gran turismo mm-hmm. they were sneaking around in metal gear solid you know, they were playing wrestling games that actually had the music not like some chiptune variant of it and the actual yeah. videos the wrestlers coming down i was like oh i wish i've got that so that's why i got the dreamcast and then kiss of death it spectacularly <laughs> failed as well didn't it so at this point in time, I'm like, right, this Xbox is meant to be the most powerful thing ever. If I get this with Microsoft's backing, it can't fail. Well, I think I should have been sent a check by Bill Gates, really, saying we'd, we'd really prefer it if you bought our competitor's console, seeing as you were like the Jonah of gaming, George. <laughs> no problems, Bill. Put enough zeros on that <laughs> thing, and I'll sign anything. Uh, <laughs> That's just really bad luck, though. But it's not your fault, you know? No. You know, I always would read the... You know, I'm quite well read, so I'll go off and I'll do the research. Like, you know, when I was young enough, I would have to say, Mum and Dad, please may I have this? And here's the reason why I think this would be a good console to have. And they'd be like, mm, okay. Okay. Put forward a good case. That's fine. Yeah. Let's get that for me. And then when I got my own money, I got a job, and it was like, okay as well get trading all that I've got for this trade all I've got in for that Tuppence evening now in, in the history of Sonic I covered off with you what Tuppence is Bobby didn't I oh tuppence, yeah Tuppence a bag uh, <laughs> so yeah that's uh, that's what brought me to the Xbox I took it home day one I tell you what and I was blown away by by Halo and Project Gotham now the reason one of the other reasons why I got pulled into the Xbox community to begin with was I was a massive fan of Tropic Street Racer and Bizarre Creations had done wonders with that and when I found out that the sequel would be going over to the Xbox I was like oh yes please yes please Microsoft ultimately killed it off and in that regard probably then really drove my attentions towards them into the bin really because the Gotham franchise for me was the main reason and the game got consecutively worse, I felt, over time. Like Metropolis Street Racer was, for me, still one of the best. Mm-hmm. PGR 1 was good. PGR 2 was even better. But then we started getting the Xbox ones. The first one on Xbox was great, but then the subsequent sequels on 360 weren't, for me, just weren't great. The bikes ruined it. Anyway, enough of my waffle yeah, yeah. and personal rosy-eyed, rose-tinted reminisce. We've got a new... Listener there, Bobby. What's he got to say for himself? Where's he from? Darren Davies over from Twitter. Wow. Look at us. Thriving. Yeah. Cross-platform uh, social media. The... Yes. He says, I worked late night at EV Games for the Xbox Showcase and fell in love with Splinter Cell that night. Wow. Cool. Do you know what? I wonder what it's like, you know, if you work in EB and it's late at night and you're trying to... I know what I'm like. I'd bring people in. I'd be like, oh, come and try out this new game. It's so realistic. It's got 
you can actually see the work and then like make people play through it almost properly and you know, like crouch you they, can, <laughs> they can't see you when you're in the dark like, okay get out your fisheye camera poke it through the through the keyhole mm-hmm. i said look at that graphic oh wow, that's amazing i'm gonna get a copy of this brilliant yeah put one up for the good guys that was pretty uh, cool that uh, that game mechanic i like that yeah it's i've never seen that before that's pretty interesting yeah i'd agree with you when i i splinter cell i think i've got it on original xbox still i've definitely got i've definitely got it on ps2 and i'll be absolutely honest with you bobby they're like two different games and i found a lot of games that came on ps2 and also saw a release on xbox like very different titles in the end i've got band of brothers on ps2 and i think i've also got it on original xbox and it's like playing a different game really and Indiana Jones, I've got on PS2, he's barely playable, yet on Xbox, it's not a bad little game. And the, there's quite a few other games that li- really levered the extra horsepower underneath the Xbox's hood. It arrived later, so it was able to come with the bestest parts, you know, and it was yeah, yeah. A very much a cutting-edge PC in a box. But, yeah, it was certainly... If you put them side by side, you'd be like, oh my goodness me, that PS2 game looked for OP. Obviously, if you've only ever had PS2, you don't know any different. You think this is incredible. But then when you see the Xbox, you're like, ooh, that's sexy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I first saw Halo, it was like, you know, what would be look like a PS3 game? I thought the graphics were unbelievable. And yeah. then the Xbox, it was how wild. far? How far we've come, because it... It looks a bit ropey dope now, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? But, you know, at the time, I'd agree with you. It looks to Even be the fair, colors. I was like, I've never seen colors like that in a first-person shooter. It's very vivid, isn't it? Yeah. Halo. Yeah. To me, it's still got a soft spot in my in my heart. You know, I, I remember I came home from leave with some money in my pocket, and I bought the Xbox and Halo Project Gotham One, and I was determined to get Halo done on that week of leave, and I did get it done. Oh wow! Some parts I was super frustrated because it was like I was I was up all day and night playing this game. But you know, I was also experiencing something like I felt I've never experienced before in my life. Agreed. It was that cutting edge. Someone else who thought uh, Halo was cutting edge, Finster the Gamer. He says uh, Halo Two aside, which we played an unhealthy amount of. A large group of us used to pile around to my friend's house and play stroke watch stories on Raw. That's the WWE Raw uh, 2. We would create a full roster of characters based on all of us, then randomly generate the running of shows down to the backstage attacks, ring call-outs. I remember an incident where my friend's character dropped a crate on his actual girl... No, on his girlfriend's character's head backstage. Not his actual girlfriend, that would be a bit insane. Which he had no control of, and he never lived that down. The Xbox eventually died the way it lived. In a wrestling... Finster, <laughs> you and your boys. Yo, this pours more more truth on the fact that he strips to the waist like a Victorian pugilist. He's actually a Victorian wrestler in a wrestling mishap in which one of those box TVs has knocked over, crushing the Xbox and ending its wrestling career. Not only its wrestling career, its whole career, Finster Game. You, you DDT power drove that through a table. Uh, well, art imitates life. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, who'd have thought such a thing? Wow, Vince the game—that's a great. That's the sort of comment we normally get from uh, Roast Space Monk, isn't it? But yeah. This week, Vince the gamer took took control of the confessional. 
and he's he's rocked up with that belter. Adam, the artist, has got even more to say, Bobby. Part Let's, two. Part two. What's he got to say for part two? It was Rainbow Six Game Night, and unlike the later ones, it was a one-player, but Xbox Live wasn't really a, a fully formed thing the way it is now. But you could use your chat headset to issue voice commands to your AI buddies. You could split your team into two pairs and set up a stack uh, and set up a stack up situation and then just say breach flash smoke and clear amongst other commands. It was it was really good ahead of its time and hasn't been really implemented since. I for one thought that was I also agree that was no, I, 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 I never played it, and I'm will. I'm for this instance, I'm willing to put. I'm willing to go with Adam's word as a gentleman that this works seamlessly. But he's he's a, he's a very broad Scotchman, as I'm a very broad Englishman, and I can imagine him screaming down his microphone, commands at the Xbox, and the guy's <laughs> like, he's like saying, I'm not even going to do. I'm not even going to try and do a Scottish accent, but let's let's imagine for a moment he's like saying, "Smoke and clear, smoke and clear," and these 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 AI characters just like turn around and walk off. He's like, "Get back here, smoke and clear that room!" He's screaming his face off at this thing, but seemingly it worked real slick. I've got no evidence to suggest either way, so I'm willing. I will just go with Adam on this one. But I would love to. I picture this scene of him absolutely veins popping out the side of his head, screaming at his TV, making wondering if his microphone's even plugged in as these guys just disperse, and he's like, "No, oh, I said breach, flash, smoking clear. What are you doing?" I would love to have him as my tech message. Yeah. <laughs> as his voice, when I get a notification, breach, that would be flash, awesome, smoking clear. Get it recorded. Oh my we'll god! Add to the, we'll add it to the plethora of things you can download from Comet Pictures. No space on Etsy. That's uh, a custom MP3 of Breach Flash Smoke and Clear. Uh, up next, Oscar. He's American, so you've got to do him justice here. I don't know All where right. he's from, but he sounds of like a very lucky boy on more occasions than one. He says. Uh, I'm one of the winners of the original uh, Mountain Dew Xbox. Uh, growing up, I lived in a small neighborhood with a family-owned market at the opening of the area. The owner's name was Junie. He was awesome. He let us neighbor he let us neighboring kids help move watermelons or stock sodas and give us a free soda or candy bar. One free Mountain Dew scored me the Mountain Dew Xbox. It was amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. Sadly, several years later, as an adult, I was in a bind and had to sell it at a local, uh, sell it locally to import, to make ends meet. About four years later, that I went up to a third-party gaming pot, uh, shop, and they had one. I was super happy and bought it. Turned out it was the one I want. My old Outcast CDs were still ripped on the hard drive. All my game saves were there. It was a miracle. I still have that beauty today. That that was destiny. Oh man, that's that the sort of thing. That sort of, that's the sort of thing that makes me cry. That's so that's so beautiful. Imagine like, oh wow, another Mountain Dew. So first of all, imagine the roller coaster Oscat's been on. He wins. I bet the guy, I bet old Junie, who he labels as a nice guy, was like, "What's up, Oscat? You've won a son of a. <laughs> you've won an act. I was going to have that Mountain Dew. Fine, you've won it. Well done to you." 
You've moved two mortal melons and some stoners, and now you've ended up with a brand new limited edition Xbox. Knock yourself out, something. So, Oscats won this Mountain Dew Xbox, which is an incredible thing in the first instance. Well done. He's then got a little bit of a tight spot, and we've all been there. He's had to sell off part of his game collection. Savage. Yes. Then, a little bit later in life, he's more affluent, he's feeling good about himself, he walks into a local gaming shop, and it's like being reunited with a long-lost love. Yeah, man. And then he's like, oh, you look like my old girlfriend, gets it home, opens her up. Now, that sounds a bit weird. Let's just put it in console <laughs> terms, right? Because you're not yeah. going to open up your old girlfriend, are you? Right? <laughs> you look just like her. You are her. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. Okay, so you get this, you get this Xbox home. And you go on the CD, and all your saves are there. I'm a crying. All your favourite places you still can just visit in a heartbeat. I mean, you'd have cried. I didn't I've been emotional. I think he was. I hopefully, I think your readout did it justice. To be fair. So back to the retrospect. Let me put my teeth in. Obviously, I had my listener letter teeth in. Let me put my big boy feature teeth in. So back to the retrospective. By this point, Microsoft are ready to show off their new console and their fledgling attempt at a games console. Granddaddy of them all, Bill Gates, took to centre stage at GDC in 2000 in a striking Chrome X. He wasn't wearing a Chrome X, by the way. That's what the uh, prototype Xbox looks like. Can you imagine Bill Gates? I don't know why I, why I write this stuff, to be fair. Obviously, without any sense of anything. In a striking Chrome X, this set tongues wagging, and the specs certainly raised a few eyebrows. Well, maybe you did just take to the stage in a striking Chrome X. This thing was going to be a beast. Bill paid me to say that, by the way. Just to decide, while all this was taking place at CEX, Sega's Dreamcast sales were diminishing, and Sony's PlayStation 2 just going on sale in Japan. Gates began a conversation with Sega's late chairman, Isoa Okawa, about the possibility, maybe that's something you should say tonight when you're playing Ghosts. She could, so that's not even Japanese, like, actually. It is. Either. Isoa Okawa is. Uh, about the possibility of Xbox compatibility with Dreamcast games. Negotiations fell apart over whether or not the Dreamcast Sega Net online service should be implemented. This ultimately did evolve into the second wave of Dreamcast titles and summary masters appearing on Microsoft's Xbox console, Sega GT, Panzer Dragoon, and Shenmue 2 becoming available on Microsoft's big green box, the latter being notable as it hadn't seen an official North American release uh, overseas on the ill-fated dream on Sega's ill-fated Dreamcast. The next time, Bobby, we saw the Xbox was when Bill Gates and The Rock, aka, as if you didn't know, Dwayne Johnson took to the stage in 2001, January, at the CES. Uh, this is the product that will be out uh, later this year, uh, and there's an amazing amount going on. Uh, working with uh, partners who help build the hardware, working with the software developers, working with the retailers. The program around this thing is really quite phenomenal. But the box itself uh, is another thing that we put a lot of energy into. So. You may have been wondering what this draped device was here. Uh, this is the Xbox. And so, uh, for the first time, let me now unveil Xbox. As I said, the design here was driven by spending time with gamers. 
you know, actually putting the control in their hands. We tried out over 100 different form factors you know, to find what was the most comfortable and would give them the best game, game play. If it's a game that you've played before, one of the unbelievable things here is that we have a hard disk, and so the information about the game will already be stored. You don't have to load it off the disk or load it as you move uh, from level to level. Now, what you're seeing on the front, the eject, uh, the on-off button, and four game ports. Uh, that was one of the big pieces of feedback, was people didn't want to be limited to two. They, they, these, these games uh, where lots of people can participate, we wanted to make it easy uh, to have four people. And this box includes a rumble capability. So as you're sitting there holding it, you're feeling what's going on. You're feeling that explosion or that crash or that uh, intensity actually comes through uh, the controller itself. This is a, a totally digital device. And so off the back, we've got the, the digital connector that goes out to the TV. We support HDTV uh, or all the other connections you've got. The resolution here is really unbelievable. Uh, now, not everybody will have an HDTV, but this thing is ready for them when they get it. The graphics power is over three times what's been available before. And we've done it in a way that the model for software developers is very rich. The ability to actually achieve the theoretical performance and use tools that they're used to uh, is very straightforward. We've done that by, in some cases, leveraging PC technology. Intel's a partner here. Uh, with the, the CPU, uh, people, uh, NVIDIA's providing a very key chip, their NVIDIA chip. In fact, what you're seeing here is the final Xbox, except for a couple of those chips that are so state-of-the-art uh, that they'll only be done uh, right as we finish the manufacturing, so we'll plug those chips in. Except for that, everything in this box is the final design. <laughs> The Xbox is everything The Rock is, cutting edge, powerful, exhilarating, and like The Rock, it will be the most electrifying thing coming out this year. And what The Rock is to sports entertainment and to the WWF, the Xbox will be to the video game industry a breakthrough and certainly an original. I mean, The Rock doesn't impress easily, Bill, you know that, but I'm pretty damn impressed with what we're seeing here today. And considering that this Xbox at this moment is only running on one-fifth of the system's power, it's very impressive. Uh, Bill, do you have any idea what The Rock would be like if he were only running on one-fifth of his power? Well, I, I would think that... It doesn't matter what you think, Bill. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry, Bill. It, it's, it's just a force of habit. Rock apologizes. No, The Rock, even at one-fifth of his power, would still blow everybody out of the water, just like the Xbox. It is truly the future of video games, and I'm very excited to simply be a part of it if you smell what The Rock is cooking. That E3, we saw Master Chief proper for the first time, and, the man, and, man, did he, and man alive, it looked good. We also saw the obligatory fighting game. This time it was Dead or Alive 3 doing its best to make the green box look nothing else on Earth at the time. So here we are, launch, to, launch, launch day Toys R Us, more iconic location you, you couldn't imagine. Times Square is bustling tonight, even the national TV and press are here. Bill's here, as is The Rock again. Bill will check out that lucky first owner. Can you imagine that being at the front of that queue? Now try to do some research to see 
if I could find uh, the name of the guy who got that first Xbox. Mm -hmm. But I tried multiple searches on YouTube and Google and all that. Couldn't turn it up. So I was going to see if I could find him on social media and reach out to him. If you know anyone listening, that first, all right, you are that lucky first. Like, we found a Mountain Dew Xbox owner. Why don't we try? They're like Knights of the Round Table. We've got Ozcat, the Mountain Dew. We'll have King Arthur, the first Xbox owner. Can you Maybe, oh, can you getting then getting them on the Discord? All the Xbox owners on there would be like, I'm, I'm not worthy. I am, <laughs> I am, I am subscum to you. Uh, awesome, this, th this launched a spectacular uh, beginning for the brand and with edgy TV spots, some of which were banned, Xbox and Microsoft began a legacy that's still alive today. Bobby, let's do it. It's that part of the retrospective where we talk numbers. Let's talk numbers. The original Xbox sold as many of, as of May 2006, 24 million units. With that number came the most successful launch in history, with unit sales surpassing 1 million after just three weeks, and rising further to 1.5 million by the end of 2001. What do you think about that? Are they big numbers? They are big numbers. Yeah. I should imagine Bill Gates was like that. Told you the Robocop project was going to be worth paying off. You know, we wouldn't have sold that many... We wouldn't have sold that many web TVs, would we? Bill Oreo, whatever your name was, coming in here, giving it the big head 209. Like, nothing. Um, Xbox One, of the highest ever attached rate at the launch, with over three games selling per unit, strong sales were tied in large part to the highly anticipated launch title, Halo Combat Evolved, which had surpassed sales of one million units by April of 2002, and attained 50% attach rate for the console. Wow, that's that means there's a lot of copies of Halo out there. Halo well, that State. draws that draws a line really under the feature. We've got our famous last bits to do, Bobby. But apart from your friend Adam, not Adam the artist, but Adam the American, as mm -hmm. I'm going to call him now. There can be only one Adam now in America, and it's your friend. Mm -hmm. Every other Adam, Adam Sandler, it's not real. It's just <laughs> a stage name, unless it's the same guy. Should we uh, pretend no. that it is? No, we're not doing that. Okay. Um, any other memories of the Xbox? Uh, my friend Alice's house, we had uh, all our friends come over, including Adam, and we would play Halo 2. Did you only befriend people with an A in their name when you were What's a really funny, right, is that my whole life, the same people with the same names have been coming to my life at different points, right? So I, I, know, I no longer speak to my old friend Adam, my original friend Adam, and I'll have a new friend Adam in Comet Picture 79, right? Wow. I had my childhood friend Alex, no longer talk to him, and I have a new co-worker who I have a friend named Alex, which is just weird. That's um, Yep, I have two Brian's, my childhood friend Brian and then my new friend Brian. So it's like reincarnation, I don't know. And they kind of have similar personalities. Which is that strange old guy strange. that used to babysit you called George, you touched your yeah. pee-pee, now you've got me. <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's just so weird. Man. Doing the same thing. And my cousin Tommy and Danny, I hung out with them, and now look, we got Tom. So, but I remember all of us going to Adam's house, to Alice's house, and playing uh, Halo when we had the split screen multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and we played that nonstop. I mean, hours on end at night. Just get a pizza. We didn't drink at the time, but we had pizza and sodas and snacks and just playing this for hours on end. It didn't matter what was happening. We were playing Halo. It didn't I never matter what really was accessed 
multiplayer on console unless it was like when I was a bit young when I was like in my teens I had a mate who would come around and we'd play like maybe Goldeneye uh, but we'd normally take turns about on one player games it's kind of like the tradition we'd always yeah. had me and Tom used to play some multiplayer wrestling games and then online happened and obviously there was a big wave of multiplayer activity mm-hmm. which I have to admit I tried it but as a gamer I still prefer those sort of single player and I think it harkens back to to those original days where me and a friend would take roundabout on one player or yeah. you know to me that's that's more what gaming is multiplayer is like a it doesn't feel like proper gaming it, even though you're playing an evolution of the one player game in a multiplayer it's never really felt like my my it doesn't feel as real to me as the one player game if that yeah. makes sense no I, I see uh, I'm definitely more of a single player guy myself story wise mm-hmm. I don't really like too many multiplayer games but as long as I have a few friends that play it you know I'll do it just to hang out with them but I won't do like Call of Duty or something like that but like I said For Honor we did that I remember um, Call of Duty Rising Sun I think it was for PS2 yeah they also had um, a four player split screen and I remember I got so good at that game because I would never watch my own screen just watch the other three screens and know where they were <laughs> and go up to them so I kind of used that for Halo 2 even though I have to say my friend Weto was absolutely a beast in Halo 2 I mean he would destroy we actually tried to just only take him out really? because he would just and he had the freaking that uh that sword, that light sword. Oh, the plasma sword. Oh, dude, absolutely wreck. Like, where did you come from? You know, like I'm hiding in the corner where I know I cannot be seen and sheen right in my back. How did you get there? Amazing. He was amazing. I think he tried to do some, in Chicago, he tried to do some tournaments for money. I don't know how well he did, but I mean, he qualified. So that's not bad. Better than I could do. That's a fact. Well, Let's imagine you're at a cocktail party and someone slides over you telling you they're an original Xbox owner. Here's the games you need to know to hold your own. Uh, I'll kick off and then we'll do roundabout. So Halo 1 and 2, we've already mentioned those, and if you don't know what they are, are you even a gamer? Yeah. What's next, Bobby? We got PGR 1 and 2, Project Gotham Racing. Have you ever had the fortune of playing any of the Project Gotham series? I have not. Okay, that's something you should check out. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, if you ever had the fortune of playing those. Yeah, those are awesome. They are great games. Uh, what's the next one on that list, Bobby? We got Merowind from uh, The Elder Scrolls, which is number three. Yeah, I mean, game. have you played oh, that? Uh, yeah, I love that game. Oh, my goodness gracious me. What did you play that on, Xbox or PC? I originally played it on my friend's Xbox. I borrowed it just for that game, and we switched consoles for a little bit because I really wanted to play it. Yeah, because to me the Xbox always reminded me of like, I guess a home version of a computer. Yeah, they had the games like this were not on PS2. No, so I thought it was interesting. So I borrowed it for like a month just to merge myself into the world of Morrowind. I remember uh, I was still in the Navy at the time. I was on leave, and a mate of mine had picked up an Xbox as well, and we'd both got this Morrowind. And when we were on ship, we used to go to the ship's PC and play a lot of games together. And I, w- I'd, I was quite far into Morrowind, and he was quite far into Morrowind, and we rang each other. 
and then in a very weird move we both went to the same place on the map in our own independent games oh that's cool it's like where are you yeah I'm just outside this place now in the town centre like, I am as well oh my god this is amazing it's like we're in the same place and again not really George but you know whatever <laughs> go with it uh, it's like looking at the same star in the sky it is, yeah. It was. You know? It was. It for me at the time. It felt like a really unique, and diverse experience. And the fact that someone else was playing Morrowind was also quite interesting to me. See, for me, you can't give me a game like this where I can create my character, because I would spend hours trying to get my character right, only then to realize I'm going to be in a helmet the entire time. Uh, and and, to be, <laughs> uh, and and you didn't look good either. I was going to say, the graphics of Morrowind, even yeah. at the time, were a bit oh, ropey. I put it on the other day. I put Morrowind on on the original Xbox. You through a CRT as well to give it its best shot. Mm -hmm. It looked terrible. The draw uh, yeah. distance is about six foot. It looks like you're in a pea soup fog on the very brightest day. It's absolutely savage. I don't remember it being that bad. So maybe there's something wrong with the Xbox TV or the game. I don't <laughs> think there is, but yeah, it kind of shattered. It was one of those times of like, you shouldn't have put that on. Yeah. Because I remember in my mind's eye, until I put it on, in my mind's eye, it was just like a slightly poorer graphical version of Oblivion. But Oblivion <laughs> yeah. looks amazing compared to that. Literally. Mm -hmm. What's next on that list, Bobby? Splinter Cell. Wow. Yeah, we've talked enough about that. Forza. Mm -hmm. And then I'll round out, because I've got my teeth in, Bobby, the original Fable. Now, did you play that? No, always wanted to, though. A lot of people have got some not very positive things to say about Fable, but I've always been a big advocate. I got that game at launch with a guide. You know you... You know when you go down, you used to go down game or electronics boutique, I don't know what you would have had in America, maybe you went mm -hmm. to this very Toys and Rules that we're studying from right now, mm -hmm. and you, you were like, do you know what, I'm getting that game, and the guy behind the counter's like, do you want the guide? Obviously, <laughs> you know, he's obviously paid bonus for selling the Prima <laughs> strategy guide. Yeah, yeah. Do you want the guide? It's like, no, I'm okay. It's only 4 99 if you get it with the game. Like, no, honestly, <laughs> mate, I'm all right. Honestly, take the guide. I don't want the guide. Take the guide. I don't want the guy. I'm going to check you out with the guy. Back this guy up with the guy. <laughs> like, I don't want the guy. They were. I'm going to put. I'm going to put the guide in the bag. Let the cashier know. I'm the guy. I don't want the guy. I'm telling you, I do not want the guy. Ring him up with the guy. <laughs> I don't know why I was in America, Bobby. I just felt compelled to do it. <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to do it for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, you've got the guy. Obviously, I asked for Halo 2 one Christmas from my mum, who came wrapped with the guide. She had obviously gone into the LM Trolley's boutique, and the guide had been like, Do you want the guide? And her sales distance must have been so low doing the Christmas shopping that she must have just been like, Yeah, heck it, I might as well take the guide. I was going to get him something else for Christmas, but now I'm getting pain. The guide. Yeah, the guide. What's your thoughts on guides? I mean, I guess not looking back at it, well, now looking back at it, I wish I had some as like for collectible reasons only just to have yeah. them. Yeah. But I really didn't get too many guides, really, unless it was a game I really had no experience with. And I would but I just might read through it. But I almost feel like it's like someone's playing the game for you. Almost. Yeah. They were yeah. so detailed that's like, 
oh, make sure you go down this staircase before you go down that staircase. Well, why not? You know, oh, because you get this weapon or this armor. Uh, I, you know, if I was stuck, maybe I looked for it, but I didn't really want to follow it. In the days, I, I've, I've changed my opinion about guides. I used to say to Tom, don't get the guide, mate, it's cheating. You know, yeah, no, some of them out, you need. Work it out for yourself. But now I've been playing this older Final Fantasy and I don't have the guide for it. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, you know, before the internet was prevalent on phones, and you'd have to get up, you'd have to go downstairs, you'd have to kick your dad off the PC. Yeah. So you could go on to some really old sort of ASCII screened game fact guide. Yes. To oh scroll through, like, am I at this bit? No. Or you could pick up this beautifully illustrated guide. Mm -hmm that's all in the style of the game, you could flip to there, and instead of relegating your £40 game to the bin because I'm stuck at this point and I don't know how to get past it, you could go to the guide and go, yeah, okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I've never understood people that open the guide and follow it word for word verbatim through. Yes, is yeah, that that's... Like, are you enjoying that at that point or not, or is it a job? I remember my friend Adam got Pippa Mario, I think it was Pippa Mario RPG on the SNES. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or was it just Mario RPG? I don't remember. I think it was just Mario RPG at yeah. the time. Super Mario so, RPG. RPG. So he got it, but I remember him playing it with the guy. Every single page, he followed it. Because he didn't want to not, not collect everything or not do this or not do oh that. My goodness. But I'm like, so what are you experiencing, really? You know? I can see if you, you're stuck, fine, look through it and move on. But to follow it page for page is odd to me. Yeah, it's part of the experience is seeing it for yourself the first yeah. time. If Even if it's a game that's, you know, like trial and error. Okay, well, that's the point of the game. So you're not experiencing that trial. Even though it might be cheap, it's still, oh, wow, I got crushed to death. With the guide, wait, yeah, hold up, take a step back and jump on the ledge. You're not going to die like that. No, kind of takes all of the excitement out of it, doesn't mm -hmm. it? All that thrill. Um, well, I, I was gonna. I think I we got sidetracked. But I was waffling on about how much I love Fable. A lot of people felt like Peter Molyneux had fibbed, as usual with that. You know, pre No Man's Sky, which I again loved. We had Fable, which I actually loved the original Fable. Do you have any clothes? Do you have any? Do you have any potions or food? That's what the guy used to say to you when your health was. Your health is low. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Honourable mentions, we've got Fusion Frenzy, I lobbed that in there for a joke because I got an original launch Xbox when they discounted the price not that far into the Xbox's life. If you mailed in your original purchase receipt, you got sent another controller, this is some sort of oh. Bill Gates promise, and a game of your choice from the list. Now, me being classic me, I'd bought all the launch titles that were of even remote interest. Um, and the only one I hadn't bought, which was rumoured to be Bill Gates' favourite game of the Xbox original, which shows you where he's at, was a game called Fusion <laughs> Frenzy, which was a, a collection of mini-games I put in my console once and then immediately removed and hoped I could wipe the thought from my brain. But the Amp series also was on there. I used to enjoy Amp 1 and 2. I thought they were great games. The aforementioned Brothers in Arms, which I thought looked absolutely exquisite on original Xbox and played really great it really was like an interactive documentary like experience but it was a shooter that you have you ever heard of brothers in arms played any no, of them no. before mm -mm. i mean i saw like the, our, the cover work artwork but i never actually played it though. if you can pick up the one i'm sure in, in the states you can pick up the one for ps3 mm -hmm. for like 20 cents 
or wow. less. I implore you to pick it up because I think you'd have a good experience with it. Um, Steel Battalion, the game that launched the most ridiculous controller peripheral in the history of the world. If you've not seen it, Bob, you need to check out Steel Battalion's controller. Okay. It's got a, it's got, it's even got an eject button. It's this massive mech control system. Really? Yeah, with two joysticks and floor pedals as well, all together for controlling this Steel Battalion mech game. Oh, also, wow. have you ever heard of Jade Empire? Yes. Have you played that? No. That's right up your street. It's basically Knights of the Old Republic, but set to Chinese historical whimsy tale, which is actually a fantastic little game. It looks wow. great as well. It actually... For me, Jade Empire looks ten times better than KOTOR 2 by a long wow, really? It almost looks knocking on the door of an early 360 game. This is my memory of it. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and also here I made a little note that most PS2 games that had um, joint release on Xbox and PlayStation 2 looked really phenomenal on the original Xbox. I know that's heresy to a man like you, but it, it literally was facts, more... facts are facts, you know. Facts are facts, buddy. Barber boy, they're the facts, <laughs> Barber boy. Uh, but what peripherals and how do I get it looking its best on a modern TV? Well, as always. You need that component lead, which is the blue, green, red, yellow, and white lead. That's practically HD, and the original Xbox will, in some cases, do, I think, 480i, so it can look pretty sharp. It also outputs digital optical, so you can slap a digital optical cable in it and put it straight into your stereo for 5.1, and again, its pass-through and play-off of digital, uh, digital audio is, is particularly nice. You want to grab yourself a controller S, or alternatively a Duke, whichever one yours come with. If it comes with a controller S, grab a Duke. If you've got a Duke, get a controller S, whichever you prefer. Now, the original Xbox also had a memory card, which you don't need because it's got a massive HDD in there, hard disk drive. But you know what? Get one just for the novelty value, I would say. And if you're taking your saves around to a friend's house why not if you're that deep in the xbox ecosystem you might as well get yourself a memory card mm -hmm. and for playing dvd movies you need the remote but more importantly you need the little plug-in goes in the controller port playing dvds was locked off on the original xbox unless you had this plug-in hobby is that acceptable no absolutely well they never did it again but uh they did it then which is seems a bit strange why. I don't know. I've never really found out why. Well, maybe um, what if it was for like kids might play some dirty movies, maybe? Like yeah, I, I also wondered, obviously, because Sony developed the DVD concept, didn't they? Because mm. uh, I know on the memory. PS2, you could uh, put a password in for a DVD or yeah. set the level restriction. Yes. So maybe it was for like, kids. I don't know. Well, that's a wrap. Let's just get back to the listener memories before we head back to uh, beckon the big man down the drive and look at the new releases. Bobby, who we got there? Hang on a minute. He needs his clap. He's only signed in because he's wanted a clap, I'm sure. New, new listener. listener. Is that how we do it now? We both do it. Let's do it yeah. together. Okay. I, felt, I don't know. I felt compelled to do it. Okay. May, may the clap compel you. <laughs> So we got spiritual underscore dragon, which I love to use underscores. Oh, me and you uh, both. Yeah. Pretty much both Halos waited in line for Halo 2. Uh, you don't see that very often anymore. 
We got four hours early. We got there four hours early and we're 42nd in line. It was packed and they only had 65 copies. Made sure I didn't have to go to school or work and just played Halo 2 all friggin' weekend and a few days into the week. Just a feast. Also, we had the demo for Halo, and I bet I have like 280 hours just replaying the level and killing everything on the map and driving the warthog, driving the warthog everywhere. Uh, thanks for the thanks for memory lane. Guess what, Bobby? You hmm. didn't get to do it just once. You get to do it again. Yeah, again, we've got another new, new listener. I might sign the rights to that catchphrase over. That's yours now. You, you got to trademark owned, that, man. You've owned it. <laughs> who, who is this? This we sacred new listener. The underscore blockbuster underscore guy. Uh, he just writes lots of hours with Halo Two. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll I'll head up with this one. Batmall. He's a, a regular contributor, and I've seen his name in the Discord as well. So thank you for, to you, Batmall. Everyone who's on the Discord needs to go out and pull at least one other person into the Discord. That's the challenge for this week. If you've listened to this far, and why wouldn't you? Because Bobby's sexy tones will have pulled me through over two hours of him talking about the contents on the back of a bleach bottle, I'll tell you. Uh, he says, uh, Batmore says, I had a PS1, then a PS2. At the time, so I didn't get to play on, my X on an Xbox of my own, but I have good memories of going around a friend's house after school, much like yourself, Bobby, to play through the first Halo as well as some others during the old days before everything was online. Now, sending us to the bridge this week, if if you didn't think one new listener was enough, if you didn't think two new listeners was Bobby, we got ourselves a new listener. <laughs> that is now your I want a t-shirt. And I'm the artist I want a t-shirt that says new listener <laughs> and a picture of Bobby doing the clap with, a, with the biggest grin on his face. He looks like a Cheshire cat. He's the cat that got the cream. He's like, I'm here, the show's mine now, and guess what? I've took the catchphrase off the big man. It's yours. I laid down. You pinned me. One, two, three. Clean fall in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Uh, Anthony Joseph Gaming. Now, one thing I would say about Anthony Joseph Gaming, write that down and go check his YouTube out. Now, his YouTube channel, I stumbled across. He doesn't have many subscribers, but I tell you what, the quality of his work is phenomenal. The research this man does is absolutely brilliant. And every single video he puts out is better and better and better. It's like documentary style revisits or fine eye looks at games. And he does weekly updates on all things PlayStation, looks at other things. And yeah, he's he has some interesting takes. I think he looked at owning a PSP in 2020. Would it be worth doing? And, and I, that's the first video I think that hooked me in. And I was like, cool. I, I like this guy. I like this guy, so I implore everyone to go check it out. He says, my favourite Xbox, and this is a great memory as well, because it's fresh. My favourite Xbox memory is only getting it about a week ago. So, tide is high, and there's never been a better time to listen to this show, to get the lowdown on your new console, Anthony Joseph Gaming. It's not his full name, unless that's what he got christened at birth, in which case his parents were ahead of the curve. It's had a serious migraine, so I couldn't enjoy it when it arrived, but the following days have been incredibly enjoyable. I've recently been getting in super into six-gen gaming, and I've never owned an Xbox before, so I felt compelled to get one, and I'm so glad I did. I've been enjoying some old Tom Clancy games, and finally able to give Halo a shot. The only thing is, I had to go out and buy a smaller controller, as the original Duke was just too big for my hands. Well, Bobby, with that,
we find ourselves very almost weirdly you're back in Tom's bathroom, which is now your uh, bathroom. It's the ensuite to the master bedroom, probably the place where he did most of his killing. I mean, loving or whatever. I don't know what he was up to in there. He got arrested, so it couldn't have been good. <laughs> uh, and I'm back here in Phil, the producer's studio, who's looking at me and telling me to wipe the spittle off my face. Now, we had either time travelled or we just had one of those crazy toad dreams, freaked out on air. Uh, and read some stuff out over the internet. I'll let the listener decide whether we time traveled or not. But, Bobby, one of the reasons why you're qualified, super qualified as a co-host, not only because you've got your own podcast, which is called Bobby's World Podcast, available in every reputable location you could ever dream of getting a podcast. Uh, and I must I must hype that up, because I'm sure people won't be able to get enough of you off the back of this, and they'll be... Uh, well, I'm sure you were stampeded after last time you were on here. Not. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it'll come. Um, and now, obviously, going to be a regular contributor to the show. I'm honoured to have you here as my co-host and wingman. Thank and you I'm very much. I'm honoured to, uh, to be here. Well, crikey. It's, uh, it's a mutual experience. But enough of that love. One of, I was going to say, one of the reasons why you're infinitely more qualified than the average man is because you, shaman-like, can see the ray. You've seen him before, which means you'll be able to see him again. Now, obviously, he simultaneously appears in two different time zones at the same time. Is he more than one man? We do not know. Now, this week, no doubt, he's peddling after everyone's fevered like grabblings for everything original Xbox. Oh, wait, hang on. There was someone late to the party, wasn't there? He'll have my guts for garters, he will. He is Mr. Xbox. His name's Boba Loba. And I'm sure, late to the party, he messaged in. <laughs> he did. He's got something to say about <laughs> Xbox. He says, I could probably talk about all things I love about Xbox for hours, but I won't take up your time. Here's the things that spring to mind. Carrying what seemed like the heaviest box in the world home from town, that start-up sequence, the Duke, the S-Controller, Project Gotham Racing, Forza Motorsport, Halo, discovering the world of custom firmware and having the entire SNES library at my disposal, getting the console down from the loft years later, only to find the AV leaders vanished. Oh. Okay, well, you got your time in the sun there, Boba Loba. Mr. <laughs> XBM. So without him, we would be nothing. Uh, that's a fact. And certainly this episode is probably going to get at least 10 more views because of XBM Network. So happy days. Anyway, <laughs> good job I remembered that. I see it'd be uh, like the Xbox Godfather. It'd probably cut my gizzards out and play yeah, it. It'd like be weird fight. if he wasn't, uh, if he didn't contribute. That'd be strange. It was late to the party though, because he was, did yeah. you see it had a driving? Obviously, a lot of our loyal fans, we follow and they follow us. And mm -hmm. he's had a driving experience. where Some he classic cars. Yeah, Audi R8 and then a Mustang. and a, It looked like it was raining, though, and he, he's good lady Toxis off of Instagram. Looked like she basically stood outside while he threshed up and down in some cars all day. <laughs> I don't quite know as it's a memory she'll never forget, but uh, he certainly won't. Anyway, before I got distracted by Boba Loba, and rightfully so, mm -hmm. you're infinitely qualified because you can see the rain. Not everyone can see him. You've got to no. believe in him to see him, and you believe in him. Almost like Santa Claus, really. Almost, yes. Mm -hmm. No doubt, as I said, he's going to have a boot mm -hmm. full of, ah, now, you know the shtick, you've been on the show before, and you, and, mm -hmm. you, and you know you've listened to an episode, or at least 
pretended to listen to at least one episode. The one with you in it, probably. No, what am I doing? You're not an ego like Tom. You're just a lovely, all nice guy. How does this work? Who's going to be my enemy? Who am I going to oppose? Who's going to be the man I need to bring down? Oh, man, we'll figure it out. Okay, all right. Maybe we'll my maybe I'm my own enemy going forward. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do we now? The question is, Bobby, as well. Do mm. we return to Farmerton? Do we find a new location? Obviously, this realism studio era didn't work out well for Tom. These stories became too real life, and he got arrested for them. So, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he tears <laughs> up. He tears up. What's the avenue that? Uh, what street does, is uh, Tom's apartment on in New York? It says Broadway. He t- as he tears up Broadway, he tears up a remote Lincolnshire farm track simultaneously. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot, what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefriend all this week. These are the new release highlights for the week 24th of August to August 30th, 2020. Listeners, these are out in digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent bobby you know the routine have you picked yourself a mummy mummy vhs and have you picked yourself a mummy mummy game vhs yes okay my mummy game um i think i did (laughs) you think you have okay all right do you want to go first or shall i go first i can do it we got uh madden 21 oh good pick good pick is this your mummy mummy or is this like nah? no i would never get this game Okay, okay. Oh, crikey. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, EA Sports really has just been uh, annoying me, personally. Have you seen the new box art they think's acceptable? Looks like a two-year-old's done it on clip art. How you described it last episode, where someone has put a picture inside the cover, that's 100%. Yeah. I don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, there are so many people who can do designs. You couldn't, you know, call one of them? Maybe uh, they're as good as the Xbox listen, marketing team. I don't team. even know. But they're 11X stories. This was horrible, bro. So we got Madden 21 on PS4 and Xbox One on August uh, August 25th. We have uh, a new generation is leaving the mark on the NFL. Will you rise to the occasion? Change the game and take control of your own legacy. Uh, Madden NFL 21 delivers new features and modes, including face of the franchise, rise to fame, rise to fame and become immortalized in Madden NFL 21 as you transcend NFL history and shape your own path to greatness. Take control. Master initiative, running enhancements, and live playbooks up to run up, to run up the score in Madden NFL 21. Uh, X-Factor 2.0, new, act, new X-Factor abilities, flesh out the lab are designed to, ele- to elevate the stars of the new generation of Madden NFL 21. Well, they've got a lot to say for a, a yearly upgrade. Although I do believe if you buy that Madden 21, you get the free PS5 and Xbox Series X upgrade off the back of it. So for once, a little generous. This yeah. one's my mummy mummy. It's Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series on PSVR August 25th. Vader Immortal, the Star Wars VR series, is a cinematic interactive experience that lets you step inside a galaxy far, far away. It's been getting good reviews, this has. Mm-hmm. The role of a smuggler operating near Mustafar, the fiery planet that Darth Vader calls home. You find yourself in a grand adventure where you can hone your lightsaber skills, navigate dangers, come face to face with Vader, Lord Vader himself. So here's, here's my dilemma. There's two. I have two, kind of. 
Okay. Okay. Now I have an Xbox One. I just never used it. But oh. if, if this was on like a monthly Game Pass, you know, maybe I'll try it out. It's called cool. Cinders. Oh. It's, re- it's going to be released on August 26th. It's a mature take on Cinderella that's all about player choices and breaking the classic fairy tale in any way you like. So I don't, I've never seen gameplay or anything, but if it, if it, anything like, like Alice, Manage Returns, might be interesting. It's nothing like that. Okay. When I was watching Nancy the Intern and James the Work Experience Board put this half of the show together, which they've probably done a more eloquent job than I did of the feature. Because obviously with Tom getting arrested, I never, I, we had to come up with something on the fly. And, uh, yeah. This is what we got. This is what they got, gamers. A lot of time travel, a lot of sound effects and uh, and all that sort of jazz. But yeah, whatever. What, what's the next retrospective you want to do, Bobby? And then, uh, oh, I don't know, really. Um, I have some ideas maybe. I think it up yesterday. In my head, that'd be interesting. Hopefully interesting. Whatever you've got, I'm up for whatever it is. All right. Naked good. podcasting, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is one I actually can play because I have a PS4. It's The Suicide of Rachel Foster, released August 26th. Coming back to the family hotel after years, a young woman finds herself trapped with the ghost from her past and an old cellular telephone as the only way to to unveil a terrible truth. I love horror games, so this is, you know, something interesting. Okay. Well, again, I... I, uh... I think that's already seen a release on Steam. That's where I might have checked it out. But, uh, these One thing you'll learn, Bobby, is these write-ups don't often reflect the game itself. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> as, as like this one, best friend forever, PC Switch, August 27th. Ever wanted to raise a pup and somehow navigate the mysteries of human dating at the same time? Meet the colourful cast of Rainbow Bay, date a few cuties, and teach a new dog new tricks, maybe even a flip. With the power of dogs and millennial woes on your side, this isn't a game to miss. It just might be. If they want to cut that out and use that as the advertisement, they, f- they feel free. <laughs> I'm also available for voice work, you know. <laughs> then we got Final Fantasy Crystal Oh, Chronicles look out! Remastered Edition. Uh, PS4 and Switch comes out August 27th. There's no write-up for that. Nope, that's okay. It's Final Fantasy. Don't you dare say sorry now. That'll I sell f- it. That'll sell it right there. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I've been falling in love with those games all over again. Slap it on. Slap it on, remaster it, chuck it out there. Hypno Space Outlaw, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, August 27th. Greetings, Enforcer. And thank you for listen- in listening in the Hypno Space Patrol Department. As the world falls into a slumber, Hypno Space becomes a bustling global village. These virtual streets aren't going to police themselves. And we have The Last Campfire for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and the Switch, August 27th. Uh, The Last Campfire is an adventure, a story of a lost Amber trapped in a puzzling place searching for meaning and a new way home. That's that's been something that the guys from No Man's Sky, uh, Hello Games, have been working on. That's their next... 
Mm. I think they're still supporting No Man's Sky, but this is the next little game they've decided to squeeze out. This one's a horror game, Bobby. I thought you might have been in the line for this one. It's Outbreak, the new nightmare on PS4, August 27th. Return to the roots of co-op survival horror as you face monstrous hordes, scrounge for supplies, and attempt to survive the nightmare. You have one life. Make it count. That was amazing. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) We have uh, Tell Me Why Chapter 1. For PC and Xbox One, August 27th. After 10 years apart, twins Tyler and Allison reunite to sell their childhood home. They soon realize their past is not what they remember. Now, tell me why. That was on the Xbox event where we saw the Halo um, Infinite gameplay, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And tell yes. me why was like a like a horror mystery game. Mm-hmm. Now, one imagines that's on Games Pass, Bobby. Yeah. I would I would implore you almost as homework to fire up the fire up that Xbox One buddy that you've got parked underneath the TV for years. Check it been, out. The Xbox fans have been crying for um fair representation, I believe it's called, on yeah. the unofficial controller podcast. Maybe take the option of the free. You've probably I saw you being very generous in Discord, throwing games pass around free games passes around as if it was just confetti at a wedding and now you're like mm. you know what inspired me what Paper mario if you played it on the switch you can throw confetti to uh cover up holes and and walls you can hop over them so, so i'm like that's went- just the game pass and that's all the games just being thrown up in the air that's what you figure. went on the discord and you wanted to make it yeah, rain just for the xbox gamers why not maybe as part of the uh mean you can bash this out of air but i'm thinking maybe to be fair i can contribute towards your how much is games pass a month i don't know to be honest here how much it is what? but i can maybe maybe my borrow one of my friends or something no 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 no. maybe we can we can we can have a chat off air about how much it is and i can get the show's budget to get you games pass that'd be interesting Ooh, he said, <laughs> something to ponder. That's something to think about. While mm-hmm. you ponder that, let's ponder Tour de France 2020 on the PC, August 27th. Compete against the Peloton in all 21 stages of the Tour de France in the official game. To wear the yellow jersey, you'll need to take risks, attack, sprint, and perfect your race tactics. Challenge your friends in downhill or sprint challenge mode. This game, up next, have I had a mummy mummy yet or not? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I picked Vader. Yeah, you did Vader, yeah. I, I had my eyes on this one next. Um, it's very Japanese. It's a football game called Captain Tusubasi. Uh, Rise, I've absolutely desecrated that, haven't I? I would say Subasa, maybe. Subasa. That sounds, know. Uh, you know, let's call it Captain Tiramisu. Like Rise it. of New Champions, PC, PS4, Switch. August 28th, Captain Tiramisu Tubasa. Rise of New Champions is an arcade football game bringing a refreshing look to the football genre with exhilarating action and over-the-top shots that made the license famous. That looks great. It's sadly not been receiving great reviews, Mm. so I shall circumnavigate that. What's next up, Bobby? What you got in that boot? (laughs) What do you make of what the Ray's wearing today? What's he wearing in your time zone? He's wearing a cat shirt with laser eyes and really bad cut-off jeans with only one leg. Wow. Whereas in my neck of the woods, he's wearing a baseball cap with a Confederate flag on it 
and a blue, almost like tweed, heavy shirt. Well, he also has a Streets of Rage 4 bandana on. Does he? <laughs> yeah, it's a wild dude. It's a wild dude. We got... Uh, and you know what i tell you? His face doesn't look as similar as uh, Jack Burton from Big Trouble Little China. Well, you've got to be careful with that because... If you describe his facial features, he only looks that way for you. When That's I look at him... He looks a little different each time. He's not... Yeah, you see, he's, he's a very... He's got a real magical presence. He has. I'm glad that you can see him. Once again, or maybe I'm just coming down off that toad. I'm not even sure, but, you know... He's, Who knows, man? How can he be in two places at once? Magic, dude. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. Magic is real. It. <laughs> we got we got double kick heroes on Xbox One. Uh, butcher up loads of zombies in rhythm with metal. Survive on the highway to hell, uh, fighting an epic freak show with now with twenty four levels of pure madness, six licensed tracks, and a community level editor to import your own songs. Sounds like it could be pretty cool, actually. Coming up. Uh... Nexamon Extinction, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, August 28th. If you didn't think Pokemon had the pocket monster genre covered off, you've never met Nexamon Extinction. Nexamon Extinction is a return to classic monster-catching games with a brand-new story, eccentric characters, and over 300 Nexamon to trap, tame, and evolve. As the Bigger Boy franchise says, Bobby, gotta catch them all! (laughs) Yeah, you do. Next a man. <laughs> I've got an idea for a game. Uh, what is it? Right, you get it. We're going to call it Nexamon. All right. Yeah. Okay. What, what's it going to be about? We're going to be catching. Mo- oh my goodness gracious me! Really? <laughs> I checked this game out. It just looks like someone's just changed the font and just slap Pokemon out there. No shame. Oh no. Zero shame. But hey. Wow. Listen. It's twenty twenty, man. Anything can happen. If you want Pokemon on PS4, Nexamon's the closest thing you've got to it, okay? Why you bring it out on the Switch where someone might actually notice it's a Pokemon ripoff, I do not know. But then again, <laughs> you know, they had a Pokemon game for a while, so maybe they think they'll send Gangbuster numbers on. I'm not even sure. I give in. What's next, Bobby? What's, what's next out that boot? We've got Project Cars 3, available for PC, PS4, Xbox One on August 28th. Journey from weekend warrior to racing legend and experience the thrill and emotion of authentic racing. Own, upgrade, and personalize hundreds of cars, customize your driver, tailor every setting, and play the way you want in your driving journey. Ultimate driving journey. Sounds good, but I I don't really drive. Don't drive? I don't drive in real life either, really. Too much road rage. You're in New York. It probably takes you six hours to go two blocks. You might as well walk. Walk or take the train. That's what they say. This is a game that I think was made for you, Bobby. It's Wasteland 3 on the PC, PS4, and Xbox One, August 28th. Following the critically acclaimed 2014 Game of the Year Wasteland 2, the RPG series... RPG series? RPG RPG series that pioneered the post-apocalyptic genre in a video game's returns with Wasteland 3. Isn't this one of the original creators of Fallout? Oh, actually, yeah. I think now you said that. They made Fallout 1 and 2, and then I think Bethesda bought it, and they continued... 
with the wasteland. I think you are actually correct. Yeah. So whether you like that style of apocalyptic game, I do not know. But I love uh, it, dude. what that isometric style? Yeah, I just yeah, in the wasteland. I don't know. Like it reminds me of Mad Max, so it's up my alley for sure. I don't know if it's turn based or not. That's my only issue. Question. Question for you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mad Max by was it Avalanche Studios? Yeah. Which released to not much fanfare, I have to admit, on the PS4 and Xbox One and PC. I really enjoyed that game. And okay. I know and I know you did too. Mm-hmm. But the question for the ages, friend, is to sit down and play through them both again. Would it be Fallout 3, Fallout 4, or Mad Max? Mm, Mad Max. For wow. sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just the lore of the movies, everything's in there. It is. The driving is unbelievable. The combat's great. And it has the simple combat like the Arkham-style games, which makes sense. It's WB. But it feels more ruthless when you punch somebody. Whereas Batman, you feel like you're just punching you know, a bad guy. Here it feels like you're really giving it to him. My only issue is the weird guy. I forgot his name. All of a sudden, um, the dog food or something. Yeah, something it? like that. It was just, I mean, it was cool. I get it, but you really need him. I mean, if you beat the game, you unlock the original Mad Max uh, outfit and car. He's not yeah. there. So if you're, if you do the game first and then do the side quest after, it's a lot more challenging. I tried that. Then having your harpoon and everything with the assistant from the back. back oh, back. yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and, huh. Yeah, yeah. I found that the game, I really enjoyed the game. I used to love Mad Max as a, as a kid, straight teenager. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a brilliant yeah. film, especially two. And some of the lore that was in three appealed to me even mm-hmm. more. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think two would, and it's the best one. Um, that Fury Road that had Tom Hardy in it, I, ca- I kind of think it's okay. Like I'm not going to rave about it because I just yeah. sometimes think they left should have left films. And I, I'd have much preferred if they'd found someone who looked a bit more like Max. You know. You know what made me upset? I mean, I liked him as I like Fury Road. I like Tom Hardy as Mad Max. I, you know, I, not as good as Mel Gibson. But if you saw, you ever see Bloodfather? No, I've not seen Bloodfather. I think I think it's Amber Heard as the daughter. I don't remember if it's her. And he's the father of yeah. the daughter. And there's like a a gang issue. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go help rescue his daughter. First of all, he looks physically fit in that movie. Yeah. I mean, he had a scene with a muscle shirt. He looks phenomenal. He had a nice thick beard. Right? And I could 100% see that character back as Mad Max. I don't think he's too old to do that kind of movie. No. Mad Max is not really a fighter anyway, so he's not going to have amazing fight scenes. You know, he could still be violent without having be a superhero. I think he could have played Mad Max again. It's just odd that I don't I don't know what the reasons were behind it, but well there's a bunch of reasons behind it, but yeah, he's he's caught a yeah, controversy. Yeah, 100%. More, more even could than have, Tom. So they could have uh definitely had him back in there. Well, you never know now, right? But what could have done? They could have been Mm, what could have been well because my logo is based off like a Mad Max character well that's all gotta go now I have like a whole bunch of controllers because I'm like oh I'm the only one playing games on myself I got no friends I'm a, I'm a road warrior traveling down journeys through all the systems I love it 
you got a book coming out as well eventually hopefully soon yeah he was editing it because my grammar is from third grade you see we've we've gone from we've gone from locked up edgy character to a real american podcast host that's writing a book about games and he's got Mm -hmm. more platinums than the queen of england has got diamonds (laughs) in her crown fact that's why you're here bobby you're the real deal brother thank you for the honor of your company and you are actually from new york yeah yeah how incredible is that let's dive into the boot one last time uh windbound for pc ps4 xbox one on switch august 28th the forbidden islands are calling unlock their secrets shipwrecked on an island explore adapt and navigate the land and perilous seas to stay alive that also interests me it's been coming for a while that game it's a little bit like wind waker crossed with some survival desert island game crossed with build your own raft type go explore Mm. everywhere puzzles and platforming action so yeah i think i might keep my eye on that maybe if it pops up in a sale now with that you read it oh he can't go yet he's looking at me menacingly he's like no this is at the point here george don't worry ray i've got this covered off i've got a vhs in mind have you got a vhs in mind bobby what's your vhs friend the thing by john carpenter Brilliant choice. Because I saw apparently Jason Bloom from Bloomhouse Films is trying to, I don't know, either do a remake or continue the story. So that kind of got, and now John Carpenter apparently wants to help out with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that kind of got me thinking about that movie. I love that movie. That interests me slightly more because yeah. it could happen again mm-hmm. than The Rock being in big trouble in Little China as another mm-hmm. John Carpenter movie. So, yep, yep. yeah, that, that appeals to me. Now, I've done so many of these. I don't know whether I've picked this before. So I've, got, I've kind of got two. If anyone messages and says, you had that first one already, mate, I'll quite happily concede. So the first one I've pulled out, and probably I've already had this second one as well. The first one I'm pulling out is Dead Calm. You ever seen that? No. It's basically, I think it's, from memory, it's Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. and Sam Harris, you know, the guy with the hat from um, Jurassic Park. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're a couple on a boat, on a yacht, exploring, I think it's Nick Hawking, but it probably transpires it's not her either, mm-hmm. uh, exploring across uh, like the ocean. They've gone on a romantic getaway on their yacht, um, and they stumble across a boat all on its own in the middle of nowhere, struggling to make its headway. It all looks storm damaged, beat up, grotty and horrible, and on there is Billy Zane. Okay? So they rescue Billy Zane. As, they, as Sam Harris goes over to rescue Billy Zane, Billy Zane traps him on the boat and kidnaps Nicole Kidman. Sam Harris has to survive on this, spoilers, sinking boat, which holds many secrets about its former occupants, while who I believe is Nicole Kidman fights for her very life, stranded, dead calm, with Billy Zane. Now it's... It's under the radar, that movie, Bobby. But I tell you what, it's actually frightfully good. First of all, the way you described it made me want to watch it right now. <laughs> Just in that voice alone. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Well, then maybe at that note, I'll rest my second choice. And I implore you to check out, bring Eva over on the sofa, say to her, mm-hmm. you know what? That's a job well done. That's in the bag. 
Okay, we've got this wonderful, massive apartment now <laughs> that the ego that Tom used to own will get rid of the Greek statues. I'll put a sock on his private part so it's not so <laughs> obscene for my lady to see. Mm-hmm. I'll empty all of the goat's blood out of the fridge. I'll put some normal milk in it. I'll get her to bring the shopping up from her, our apartment, you know, yeah. and I'll go meet the neighbours, JC and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'll get myself ingratiated with them. Yeah, because they're good people to know. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, they're good people. Up and down with a helo all night, though. Bit of a pain in the backside, mm-hmm. to be fair. They moan on about saving the planet, and then they Jay-Z just takes off and lands for the hell of it. I think he feels like that guy in GTA 4. What's his <laughs> name? The one that comes, the friend. <laughs> BJ, or whatever his name is. Yeah? That's in re- that's real life. That's what Jay Z. Oh my like. god, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> so yeah, so cover up the statues if you want. Okay, I'll I'll use some of Tom's locked funds. Obviously, mm-hmm. the police will have locked his funds because they're criminal proceeds. But I'll probably have access to some of them that are in his UK bank account. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you for some storage. So whatever you think is not that acceptable, you know, like the sort of. What's some of that weird stuff? He's got like a stuffed uh, Dalmatian on top of a white grand piano. I can imagine that's probably not to your tastes. Get that into storage. Send me the bill and I'll get it paid. Move in. Okay. He's got the full Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon package. Pull Eva over on that uh, bloodstained leather sofa. We'll sort that as well for you. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Put a throw on it for now. (laughs) For now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuddle her in tight and watch Dead Calm (laughs) together. A better Sounds night amazing, one dude. one couldn't imagine. Not at all. And the wine cellar. It's yours. Yeah, I was down there uh, first time, really. Yeah. That's the first time I really went to the house, was to check out that wine cellar. Uh, I don't think those occult markings and scratches on the wall are for show either. I think no, they're real. No, no reception at all down there. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's dark. It's deep, dude. He knows what he was doing with the wine cellar for sure. One would argue the wine cellars are cover up for slightly more nefarious activity, but there you go. Listen, I'll discover more later. It might be like a Zelda. You pull wine out and da na 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 and go over <laughs> or something. You never know, bro. You think obviously we can't talk about, you know, because of legal proceedings, we can't talk about his crimes too much on air. But uh, is he getting life for that, do you think? I hope not. I mean, I don't really know the extent of what he did. Well, I'll tell you, bro, the questions were brutal. Really? Okay, well, yeah, Lionel, Lionel, the lawyer, is on about going over. Lionel Blair, QC. I, I, can't, I can't speak really for his prowess. He's not that good a lawyer, to be honest, but that's who Tom demanded in his one phone call. Uh, so I said I'd sort it. So he's on the way over. Uh, Lionel's a bit of an eccentric, so we'll, we'll see how that works out for him. I can see maybe him going from maybe 10 years mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a correctional facility to, by the time Lionel gets involved, 15 to 20 stretch. So, you know, Ooh. it might be, it might be a while before we see the big Whoa. T O to the M, but yeah. uh, send us all your messages and we'll make sure he gets those. They get forwarded to his cell uh, and he gets those read out to him. Uh, maybe send anything that he can use as, as prison um, currency as well. So, cigarettes that sort of stuff um alcohol no drugs probably no uh and um 
that's that. So those that paid attention at the top of the show, past the police sirens and all that other rammel that was going on, one has to know, Bobby, what are you hoping to play? Uh, continuing Ghost of Tsushima, for mm. sure. And if my brother wants to not play, you know, MLB 20, the show, all day, maybe we could play some Mutant Football League. There is no other game than MLB, the show. No, in his life, there is not. My hero. Listen, okay? This kid literally made rosters from the 1950s and 60s right now. Getting their batting stances correct, their names correct. I mean, he's in it to win it, bro. He needs a girlfriend. 100% he does, yes. Has he got one? No, he does not. Yeah, he needs one, doesn't he? he yes. <laughs> the frustration yes. is rife. You can I'm hear like, it. Why you? are you making rosters from 1950s? So I can play every generation game of every era of baseball. I'm like, you're, you're a lunatic. I love him. He's a lunatic. Wow. Okay. Uh, so maybe some Mutant League football. I might check that out. I've seen the trailer a couple of times. And I've been tempted, but I never push go. So maybe I shall. Yeah, there was a sale. I don't know if it's still on, but it was, I got it for uh, $2.99. So it's not bad for what I, I got the, the Dynasty Edition. So that apparently has the three DLCs they released, like an extra team. Or four Ooh. extra teams. Uh, and I think some legendary players on the... Uh, if you play Dynasty mode, they're in the uh, free agent market. So they have like Lawrence Taylor, uh, Peyton Manning, you know, but all with dead names and creature faces and everything. That, that is actually pretty cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. Anything else? That's it, sir. Okay. Well, what am I going to play? I need to finish Final Fantasy thirteen. Because mm-hmm. then I want to have a little bit of a palate cleanser with Metal Gear Solid 4. I don't know how long a game it is. I should imagine it, I've probably picked like a 60-hour epic again here, <laughs> I? Uh, and then once I've had a palate cleanse of one thing or the other, picked up today in a physical sale, went into an actual shop, face masked up, mm-hmm. sanitizer, gel, the lot, used some tongs, some barbecue tongs to pick the games <laughs> up and put them in a basket. Uh, got myself a very, very, very cheap but brand new copy of Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 oh, Remake. Oh, wow. That's awesome. For less than the price of a normal full-price game. So I was grinning from ear to ear. Yeah, that's a good purchase. Yeah. James, the work experience boy, came. He decided he wanted Super Mario Maker 2. He ummed and ahed about some other games, Luigi's Mansion. He was like, mm, I don't mm-hmm. know, I want this. He, he went with his art, his art set on that. That's what he came back with. So yep. we'll see if uh, it's a little older game, but you know, maybe you can give us his thoughts. Other than that, what else am I going to be playing? Might pick up the Vita and give myself a little bit of Darkest Dungeon again. If that, there's oh, yeah, I have that. I have that. Have you got that? On the Vita, yeah, I have it on the Vita. Yeah. Have you platinumed it? No. No, uh, it's the hacked Vita. So I just download it from the store. You can't earn trophies with the hacked Vita. You just said that on air. It's okay. That's another co-host I've lost. Next <laughs> week... <laughs> <laughs> There'll be the shocking arrest of Bobby. <laughs> the flat's haunted. Must be. Okay. They're coming down on you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Rights issues. Uh, well, on that note, Bobby, I must thank you for your time. The pleasure of your company. Yes, we'll man, go... thank you. I appreciate it. Well, no. It's, uh, 
Come episode 164, you will be... Uh, do you know what, George? I hate your guts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for now, the love is real. That's all we have time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. I look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do that that counts. Thank you, Bobby. And thank we'll you, see you next week. You take care. Yep. Have a good one. Bye.